into the world. But to change the world in a way that means anything. It's slow. It's methodical. Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 9, titled Episode 2.7, Init 5. We know we had uh, Init 1 not too long ago. Now we're hoping for a return to normalcy here with Init 5. How do you think that went? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was frustrated by a lot of this episode. I thought it pulled out of a pretty steep dive in the last third but <clears throat> I I I didn't I I thought this was a, a a pretty big misstep. Uh okay I'm I'm split on this episode too. Uh, I'm not I don't think by the sound of it that I have quite as negative as a ta- of a take as you do. But uh, a lot of the stuff up front I didn't feel like I needed to see at all. Um, we get a lot of more strange behavior from i guess dom and angela their mm-hmm. their whole interactions are weird to me right um but there are a couple things that in my mind you know don't totally redeem this episode mm-hmm. but come pretty close okay to an episode that i wouldn't have liked without those those elements yeah and you know we were talking about this yesterday when we were rolling around in a car running errands um but i mentioned the point that i thought the first 20 minutes of this episode was just supremely self-indulgent like yeah showing yeah. us everything that we most of the stuff i mean if you want to do a little bit of a cold open where you kind of mm-hmm. but I, I thought most of that was done more artfully in the previous episode reveal where everything slowly dissolves into prison um i mean i guess i want to know ray's exact position but i guess i wanted to know why he went to jail a- but after i saw this not really i knew not all that yeah, much. yeah yeah like i said i i guess i only wanted to know because i thought there'd be more to it this was essentially just a confirmation of everything that we already knew that we'd figured out and you said well yeah aaron but most people don't do a podcast or listen to podcast or get on the red so you have yeah. to kind of hold and I'm like, I just don't know because, you know, they showed us that everything that mm-hmm. he that we thought was happening was happening in this prison. So to me, it's it you got to trust your audience to be able to figure that stuff out. So I just thought the first 20 minutes is super indulgent. You know, you know that I've had a problem with some of these super villain speeches that the, the fairly one dimensional villains of this air this this show give. I got a, a double dose of that. Uh, and then finally at the end, we start to get some, some more Mr. Robot nuttiness and some more fractured psyche and some more like, like big developments and, and oh gosh moments, uh, Tyrell's uh, ride pulls up with Joanna in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first two thirds of this episode, I thought were, were kind of a mess. So hmm. okay. buckle, buckle in everybody. <laughs> uh, do we want to get right into the recap? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We finally go back to the end of last season when someone knocked on Elliot's door. Turns out it was the cops, and they're arresting him for hacking his therapist's boyfriend and stealing his dog. Uh, against his lawyer's advice, he pleads guilty and is sentenced to 18 months in prison. He goes to prison. We're showing a lot of stuff from you know that the podcasting crowd had already figured out. Uh, Ray is the warden. It's like how he met Leon. Uh, Leon gets him this notebook. Finally, Elliot tells us that everything... Um, that's everything we missed, and he's released. Darlene meets him at the gate with a sandwich, a hug, and some whispered news. Right. That I don't think is super important. How do you feel about this whisper? I think it's it. 
I think it's meant to fill him in on stuff we already know. Then why? Then why show it at all? That to me, this For is this is Sam Esmail being way too fucking clever. You think so? Like this shit works at the end of Lost in Translation because you're left to leave the theater and and imagine what he said and come up with your own and th- right. That's something you pull at the at the at the finale. Mm. Uh, it's not something you pull in the middle of the story when there's more story to be told. I mean, I know they did it kind of something similar in Game of Thrones, which is I, almost supremely frustrating, but then the way they use it, I thought, was ultimately okay. Uh, this, I just, I don't know. Like, he's wanting me to speculate on what it is, and I don't care. I don't know that he wants you to speculate. Okay. I well, think because it's placed, Mission successful. <laughs> I think it's because it's placed so early in the episode, and uh-huh. we see interactions between Elliot and Darlene, um, and we see that the the way that they're proceeding, I don't think we're supposed to speculate. I think it's just there. It's just weird coming after. In a after... scene that's, artfully, that's being artfully constructed uh-huh. to show him being caught up on all this shit right. before, like, without actually having to show it. Well, it's it's just, I th- here's why I think it's too clever. You just spend 15 minutes catching us up on things we don't need to be caught up on, and then mm-hmm. you're going to take five seconds to catch up Elliot on some things that we may or may not know about. I mean, you're probably right. She probably is like, hey, Trenton and Mobley are missing, because it right. seems like that's what he's all kind of like the ball of fire to, to, to figure out. Right. But why not show us or... I, I don't get it. Again, it, it felt very cute and, and not a, a satisfying way. Yeah, and I, I guess if I were to start, you know, I th- this feeling is starting to creep in where this show may be trying to get a little too, mm-hmm. it's getting a little too up its own ass sometimes. Yep, yep. Uh, sometimes it works. Sometimes they nail it, like that yeah. ALF episode. Sure. Uh Sometimes it just doesn't for and, me. And, but. you know, again, th- none of this is fatal. Like, right. most of it was just I was a little impatient. Um, mm-hmm. But, and and if, if we have to have things like this to get the Alpha episode, I'm fine with these occasional missteps. But I do think, think they're missteps. Um, yeah. I did like the Mr. Robot on the closed caption TV when he's, mm-hmm. you know, entering his plea to the deal. Uh, I thought that was really cool. There's, like, a lot of things that I thought were enjoyable. Um, but... You know, I a lot of the stuff I guess we're supposed to understand, like how, like like we what we know about Elliot and how he doesn't like to be touched and how he's a private person and how he's having to bend over and show the judge his asshole and his ball sack and like I <laughs> the judge wanted to see that shit. Yeah, that's that's oh, standard man. plea entering deals. That's and, not right. Yeah, they yep. need to conduct an investigation. He's, a third party. He's got to touch his wiener just to make sure everything's legit. <laughs> oh, no, and make it all official. <laughs> not how it's done, Elliot. No, no, to the guards. You know, yeah, like yeah. how like everything we know about Elliot tells us that this would have been like just and and probably he understood this. And so mm. I guess it's trying to show us the magnitude of his sacrifice. But shit, man, I've seen him beat to a pulp. Right. Uh, and and stay up for six days and torture himself by and, and eat puke and. I, 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 again, that's why I think it feels indulgent. Like, even this little artistic touch that gives us some character details, I, I they're extraneous at this point. Right. And, and also, since I've been watching a lot of The Night Of, it feels like, you know, all this felt like very low-rent versions of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've seen, at this point in, in time, uh, you know, in the last 20 years, how many different dehumanizing prison introductions have we seen? Oh yeah, hundreds. Yeah, so it's like that, All of them. and I guess it's on <laughs> USA now. I don't know. 
like what's hot Carla burning? She, I know she's burning in a novel and I almost freeze framed and looked at it for, and I'm like, no, I don't. And, and the next time we see, I think she's burning his journal. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, I it thought he like, burned his journals in the, the wagon. Well, but can you trust any of that shit? I, I don't know because for, for what the last thing she was burning on that grate, it was for sure the corner of the composition book that he had written. Okay. So I, again, I don't know what the timeline. Some people in feedback have said uh, that the last few episodes have aired out of order. Which, okay. Is that something we're gonna have to unpack? But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about this this dog guy? This this uh, cheating husband boyfriend guy. Oh, yeah. When Elliot goes away, he's like, adios, you son of a bitch. Dude, this isn't 25 to life. Right. He's going to be out next year. Right. And he would have been out today if he'd have just pled not guilty. or Right, because you, know, I... you don't have any evidence on him. Sure. And the other thing is, you're a piece of shit. Uh-huh. So, but, you know, pieces of shit don't know they are. Or they probably wouldn't be pieces of shit. That's the, I think Elliot that's should... the That's the struggle of our times. Well, yeah. I think Elliot should get out and... Come back to this guy. Hola, you son of a bitch. Right, right. I'm back. 18, like, not even 18 months later. It's three months later, I guess. Steal his dog again. Yeah. Nick yeah, that paddywhack. Steal that dog. And I guess bone. we do find out what happened to Flipper. He went to yeah. animal control right. and took him to the pound, I guess. Uh, uh, so, and they also talked about, like, the hack released him, which we know isn't true. That's just the guard's opinion. Uh, his car- credit card's worthless. Okay. Other right. things we already knew. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, when this guard talks about, you know, the the hacks being the reason, like, the budget's down on the prisons, they're releasing people, they must actually be releasing people, right? Like, maybe they wouldn't have actually released Elliot without that letter, but they must be releasing people, otherwise the guard wouldn't say that. But this is, again, a lot of muddy, is the world falling apart or not? Because if it's getting desperate enough that you're releasing large percentages of, of course, you know, this country has large percentages of people we could release from prison and be just fine. Sure. Yeah. A lot of nonviolent drug offenders. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get in my soapbox. I and he, said, he says nonviolent, doesn't he? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if it's that, if, if we're if we're giving prisoners early releases, which we seem to loathe to do in this country, why are all the subways still operational? We got rolling yeah. brownouts. Like, I, I again, it, it seems like they're really easing into the chaos of society. Uh, oh, and what yeah. F society has brought, which is a little bit frustrating to me. I feel like all this stuff would happen quicker, but I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's tough to say. I guess. I mean, I I agree. I think stuff would happen a lot faster. People I would... was just sold doomsday scenarios on on year two thousand. Like ATM <laughs> okay. stop working. Your mortgages get zeroed out. Mm-hmm. You got you 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 died a century ago. Like just it's chaos and pandemonium. Yeah. So I just feel like if this this is a real life actual year two thousand bug hitting and nothing no, nothing bad has happened. It also felt a little lightweight to me that like Elliot comes out and he's opining about eighty four days in prison and how that's going to scar him fundamentally and can you ever come back from something like this? Yeah, motherfucker, you can. People do it all the time <laughs> sure. from much longer sentences than sure. eighty four days. But still. Having said that, I don't want any part of 84 days in county jail. No, fuck no. But <laughs> come on. You can return from a few months in county jail. I don't know, man. It's been 84 days in Rikers. You'll end up with ta- you know tattoos on your fingers and knuckles and your neck yeah. and hooked to heroin and sucking dick and whatever else happened in the night of. It's it's a transformational thing. I guess so. On the other on on, on the other hand, you get to hang out with Omar Little, so that's uh, cool. All right. <laughs> uh what do you make of this init 5? 
stuff. We talked um, a few episodes ago about init one, how that was kind of you know a boot up sequence that put you in single user mode, so right. that you could try and debug uh, problems. Mm-hmm. Elliot's no longer in single user mode. It doesn't seem he is not, and it seems like there's some kind of joining. Like I guess init five is full multi user mode with networking and and graphics, essentially a GUI. Yeah. Uh, he he seems to be. I, I don't know. He seems to be overloaded. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, like they talk about how he's locking up. He's he's overheating. Exactly. Um, that's a behavior of a computer that's processors pegged at a hundred. Right. And it could be because of some bad software. It could be because of a failing hardware. Sure. Uh, we don't really know what's could be up because with you're yet. you're asking the processor to do too much where it can never catch up. Right. It's like a runaway for like you've got too much to handle so you don't get around to all the tasks and then you, you never get the free cycles necessary so you just, just run 100% forever. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what they're getting at with that. But, I don't either. Um, I do like the the, hot, getting weird. The, the fast camera switching and stuff. Like I think that's really cool visually. Yeah, they actually did in one of the scenes later on, um, I'll point it out when we get to it, but they did this weird thing where they cut focus instead of pulling focus, which... If you don't know what pulling focus is, it's when you have a character in the foreground and a character in the background, mm-hmm. and you switch the focus right. from one to the other, but uh-huh. it's typically a smooth transition right? because you have someone turning the right. Just the zoop. thing, the, the focus ring mm-hmm. on the camera. Now, in this, they cut focus. They just went, like, focused on one, just cut right to the focus on the other, right? which I don't think I've ever seen before. Hmm. It's a really weird off-putting effect. Right. It's very jarring. Uh, yeah, which seems to be the MO of this show. So we go to Angela, who sneaks into her boss's office and steals his login info using the thumb drive that Mobley gave her. And mm, she we uses... wondered when we I had speculated she might use that on F Society. Right? Nope. Nope. I think she's true. I think she, I think her motivations are laid bare in this episode. She's true blue, trying to destroy E Corp. She is, but she's burning a lot of shit to the ground in the process. Well, the other thing relationship is, we, wise, we know from the conversation with White Rose and Philip is that she's also their secret weapon furthering their interests or at least philip price's interests right i do want She's to talk the pet about that project okay because there's can delay that I, i'm i'm curious exactly what right white rose means there <laughs> but she she used that info to gain access to the washington township leak files um yeah so the thumb drive did come back somebody saw her in the office but thought she was the assistant like didn't just oh it's a blonde girl yeah sure. must be the interchangeable assistant. Uh-huh. yep uh, Other blonde girl sick or fired, or maybe you're the same one. Or, I don't know. Right? Maybe. I mean, he calls her Monica, so yeah. I think he does yeah. think she's the same one. See, I'm bad uh, with names, good with faces. He's good with names, bad with faces. It's yeah. It's like being. He's, he's uh, kind. He's okay with names. <laughs> it takes him a while to pull that one. Right. Uh, what did you, you think I, of the giant risk ahead sign above Angela? Waka yeah. waka, huh? huh? Yeah, it's one of those motivational posters that she's right. got. I mean, I. Okay, Angela worked for a security company, right? Sure. Does she not understand that logging in as Joseph Green from her system is going to be trackable? Probably. I mean... I mean, if they're using any kind of Active Directory shit, which it seems like they must be, well, no, a company I, so this big... E-Corp, as, as, as huge as they are, and would be under so many different types of just for credit card compliance... Mm-hmm. requirements to log, you know, 
to, to, to have log. And I don't know, maybe it's only sensitive logins, but yeah, it, it's possible they track it. If they are tracking it, who knows? I mean, That's I don't know the if thing. they're actively tracking it, but that record exists somewhere. It her. does. But the thing about security, unless you're looking for something at the right. time or you're doing some kind of smart analysis, like this is just going into some log somewhere that's no, that that will be useful for forensic purposes but actually catching her i don't know yeah i don't think it's on the shows and and i would buy that in a company this big sure although mm-hmm. if if she's the pet project maybe philip has got somebody you know have having triggers whenever she does something weird but who knows could be yeah I, she they need to just have someone look in her office randomly because oh my god she looks so twitchy and suspicious right like no one gives a shit what you're doing in your office if you just look normal. If you're twitching around and looking at everybody who comes past like a fucking puppy, I yeah. I don't know. She yep. she just doesn't play this very well. Yep. What are you going to do? Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, does that work cinematically? Someone just sitting at their office, like, they're pouring over boring spreadsheets while they're hacking. Like, that would read weird, wouldn't it? You kind of expect you them to weird? look shifty. And you know, like I not if they're good at it. Like she's I don't not. expect Elliot to look shifty while he's doing stuff. I mean, he frequently does. He looks shifty when he's just hanging out on a corner of some <laughs> random intersection. Right. Uh, but Angela's not good at this. She's she was like on the sales team, so I don't. I, I would I would buy that she's uncomfortable and, and feeling vulnerable. I guess it would be weird for me if. But she she's was just... sitting in the comfort of her own office. I mean, she, this is a woman who just went to the FBI floor of their building but she's and also planted using... a physical device, like. You can't sit at your terminal. It's like saying you could. You're sitting in the comfort of your office and you're casually deploying a bazooka. I mean, she's using a cyber weapon that she doesn't even fully understand. Right. I think people would see a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, she's. I mean, she's probably paranoid that whatever she's doing is going to set off all kinds of alarm bells and penetration trip. Maybe so. And... I don't know why she just doesn't do the complete deadpan thing that she does every other time in the show. Yeah. Well, like, you just know. go completely emotionless and brainless and let it all happen. She needs to Angela. put the Tears for Fears on her iPod and plug in. I guess so. And zone out. Uh, we go to Darlene telling. No Elliot, one would go into her office if she's singing that. You know, no, no. a cappella. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. You might as well have a force field on the door. <laughs> Darlene hey tells... Angela could you whoa nope I'm not, I'll come back later <laughs> uh, Darlene tells Elliot what she found on Cisco's computer and that she can't find Mobley or Trenton uh, this is in the subway Elliot says they need to talk um, to her dark army contact which is Cisco and uh, well it it might not he might be referring to Jin, Jin at this time yeah I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure even though he doesn't know who it is uh, first, they make a pit stop at the nursing home where his mother's staying. I think it's the nursing home. And he thanks her for getting him through his time in prison, even though she is completely unresponsive. Doesn't say a damn word. So this is new information, I guess, about his mother and her yeah. dis- dispos- disposition. And it comes about 26 minutes into the episode. And, and I made a note of, like, this is the first thing that, like, is is kind of new. I guess the Angela hack... But um, mm-hmm. I knew. I, I guess I figured out she was trying to get into the Washington Township. Um, oh yeah, I, I mean that. Yeah, she's been like, asking straight out, right. flat out asking for right. those files. Right, right. Yeah. And we knew she had the, the, the tools and all that. So it's like, right. What, what are we? What are we supposed to understand about this situation with his mother? I can't tell. I don't know if she's able to respond and, and just also, doesn't. Or why, why does she look exactly like the prison guard? <laughs> 
It's the same know. actress, man. I mean, I yeah, I, is that, I don't know is exactly that, why. Is that but... supposed to be? You know, here's my like, what's real, man? Is that supposed to be a sign that Elliot's still not being fully truthful with us? I don't think so. I mean, they they look very similar, but I think that's just there so that he could be forgiven for hmm. for mistaking okay. her for his mom. All right. I mean, it's literally the same act- actress with a different, uh, with, with slightly more gray in her hair. It's and, the uh, exact same actress. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm, okay i'm i'm not sure about that but okay but i don't know for sure so i i i rewound it and just, i didn't look it up on imdb i just did a visual inspection and i i was convinced right. it was the same person okay uh so what do you think's up with his mom i don't know why, that's why i asked you <laughs> can, can she respond or or does she just not no, want to respond i think she's catatonic because if she's so? like that like she doesn't even shift her eye focus around like, she she moves briefly, like at the very beginning, but after that, you don't see her do anything. Hmm. But but it's not like a movement that says to me, "Hey, I'm aware of what's going on around me." Okay, it's more of just like a generic movement. Okay, <laughs> a generic movement. Yeah, that's a football the... move. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. Um, if she's not responding to him out of some kind of spite, then she's like. I mean, you can certainly see it. They had a not great relationship, as far as we know. And she's stuck in a nursing home, so maybe, right. maybe. I, I took that she did something wrong with her. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right about that. Um, that's kind of how I read it, too. But she was, I guess, a, she was a little older than I would have expected, I guess. I don't know how old I think Elliot is, but that's the thing. Like, I thought he was pretty young. And between the time we see in the flashbacks and now... I think he's now, late 20s is what I would peg him at. Late you think 20s? he's younger than that? I thought he was maybe like Angela's early tw- to well, mid. Angela's 27. We know they're like all 10 peers. Years. Angela's 27. We right. just found that out okay. last episode. So, that so would... maybe there's like 14, 15 years yeah. between the flashbacks and now. Right. Okay. Maybe well, she how old do you think gray. he was in the flashbacks? Because I thought he was like... like 12-ish. Oh, that's what I was thinking, 12. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, I guess 15 years. Never mind. I can't do math. Uh, the clock was stuck on eleven sixteen forty eight. Any significance to that? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, neither do I. I didn't see any mention of it if you, anywhere. If you but... back, if you if you uh, put it backwards, convert it to binary, and then hex, uh-huh. it says you know <laughs> this is not a clue. This is a waste of your yeah. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for drinking more Ovaltine. Right. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the 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 spoiler Easter egg that that did resolve into like Mandarin Chinese Unicode oh, characters? Yeah, and it says this is not a crossword th- puzzle. Yeah, the crossword puzzle is not a clue or something like that. It, no, it's like a, this is not a crossword puzzle. Like, what is is he actually right. Sam saying? Stop looking at these. Like you're wasting your time. Or I think he's giving direction to the people who are looking at it huh. via those clues that they'll find. I wonder what that means. This is not a crossword puzzle. Well, I we I haven't got to the episode where this stuff. Um, th- this is the uh, so so. What you had to do is you had to email the E Corp cybersecurity team. The, the the email that's shown from when Angela's doing a little hacking the deal, and if you did, you got re- a response that had a a incident ticket ID, which is this long string of numbers. Hmm. And uh, I forget exactly what they did, but I think they broke it down to hexadecimal and then applied a Unicode conversion. Which that's how you know if you just if you just stick with ASCII, you can only ever do Latin, you know, characters like the, the Roman right. alphabet. 
you go to Unicode, then you can you can do any anything, and yeah. they they uh, resolve that to some kind of Chinese characters. And a native Chinese speaker translated on Reddit, like literally less than seven, eight hours after the episode came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says this is not a crossword puzzle. That's the latest clue in the ARG game. Yeah. I think this is all a ruse to get people to watch it live. Hmm. It does seem like it's an anti. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I, I don't. I guess if you if you can be the one that cracks it. Right. If you want to participate in this you, stuff, you, you get have internet. to get in there early. Sure. Yeah. But see, I don't, I mean, I, I just want like, I, I actually go thinking, okay, I wonder what I missed, you know? Cause like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way I would ever think to do any of that stuff. No, but this is the not. first clue that seems like it's an anti clue. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't know, maybe saying this isn't a cross. That's like, this isn't a game, yo. <laughs> this is a fucking game. It's not a fucking game. This is right. life or death. Sam Esmail is actually going to turn out to be, some kind of financial crypto terrorist. Oh God! Everybody who's DVR, Mister Robot, <laughs> their DVRs are going to explode. Yep, he's taking all your bitcoins out of your right? wallets. Unless you can solve the ultimate crossword puzzle, <laughs> all the clues are in are in binary, <laughs> and all the yep. answers have to be written in hex hexadecimal. Mm-hmm. All right. So White Rose visits the grave of the former CEO of E Corp, and she implies that she killed him and then pisses on his grave. And then says she's implied to also do the same to Philip. Yeah. In her current circumstances, anyway, which I read as Philip. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. So yeah. I mean, I yeah, that's I I mean, you you say so. The only way it can be a not true statement is if White Rose is lying, because the way you stated that seems like it was an implication. I thought she flat out st- stated it. She flat out say I killed this guy. She said there was a plane crash. Yeah, he and... died. She pissed on him. I'm thinking about taking the same action with the current as I did with the former. Like that's, I mean, maybe is that? Do you even have to read between lines? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's closer to just text. Yeah, it's closer to just her saying it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but sure. Yeah. And then we transition to Elliot taking his first piss in private in 84 days. Maybe mm. maybe 85. We'll say maybe he really had to go. Sure. Uh, when they arrested him, what's with the yellow ski mask painting? I don't know. I don't it looked like some Aaron Paul would wear in a yeah. in one a very early going Breaking Bad heist episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if anybody identified this this painting or drawing or anything, but I didn't see anything. Neither did I. But it was weird, and it's you know a guy wearing a mask, and mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Um, also, so you, the, the, th- the big, what the fuck I had is I heard Cisco and Darlene arguing in the next room and they're talking about her hitting him with a baseball bat. Yeah. And what she saw on his computer and all that. I, does that, did that, you have a problem with that, that you see this guy talking to dark army and giving you, them essentially proof of life pictures and you hit him and you're scared enough to hit him with a baseball bat. Next episode, you're still involved with him, involving your brother with him, like I don't get it. If 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 you hit a man with a baseball bat, then get the fuck out. Right, and don't come back. If you're going to stick around, don't hit him with the baseball bat. Also, he, well, okay, he here's, has got let not me, a let me mark. He's out. got not a scratch on him. Right. I, he took that like a champ. Yeah, he did. Uh, so so my headcanon for what has gone on here is that Darlene did, in fact, leave. Um, she bashed him with a baseball bat, took off. Yep. Went to go see Elliot at his release, and Elliot is the one who said we have to go back to Cisco, and mm. she didn't. She didn't want to. That's true. She didn't. No. 
So she's doing it, so I guess but she's, reluctantly. So I guess Elliot is really, hmm, yeah, I guess. Now it's it's why, still like if I was Darlene, I, I'd be like, I'm not going back there. You can go back I'm there. Saying. I'm not doing so it. So now but, it's shifted. I'm now shifting my criticism over to Cisco. And mm-hmm. what universe does Cisco eventually relent and say, okay, crazy lady that came at me with, with the? <laughs> well, although I guess he, man, it just we because either Mister Rope, either Elliot and Darlene are walking into an obvious trap involving the Dark Army. Uh, or Cisco's an idiot. I mean, I guess I could buy Cisco because because yeah, I guess Cisco would like for them to come back because he's supposed to spy on Darlene for the Dark Army. I, yeah, I'm. So on the walk over here, I had another idea. Okay. Part of the things we understand in this episode is the Dark Army do these like sexually charged chats with each other, and they talk about you know sex and inappropriate things like their conquests. Yeah, I just could could this could right. she be and and she's kind of got a wry expression on her face, which could be you know interpreted a lot of different ways. Are we to understand the previous is like she now understands that Cisco was just essentially like bragging about a conquest and not necessarily keeping tabs on him. Mm. And then she just saw their other unrelated conversations about stage two and freaked out about it. I don't think so. I think what's going on here is that the Dark Army's really pressing Cisco. Is Darlene cool? Are we cool with Darlene? And and implying that if we're not cool with Darlene, we're going to take Darlene out. And Cisco is trying to smooth that over. Okay. That's that's how I read it. That's how I read it last episode. That's how I read it now. It just seems like a lot of people acting against their best interests. Like every step of the way, where where. Mr. Ro- or uh, Elliot's demanding to talk to the Dark Army. Cisco is saying all the reasons why this is a bad idea, and yet he all ultimately relents. Yeah, I mean Elliot's the For, leader of the group, right? But is so is Cisco? Is he Dark Army or is he F Society? That's a real good question. I feel like because he's Dark more Army and thinks more... Dark Army referred to him as a as a soldier, uh-huh. which implies that he's within their chain of command, and and. I also don't get the impression that he's super friendly with the Dark Army. He's just... I don't think they respect him. Right, and I don't know that he even wants to be involved with the Dark Army at this point. Huh. Uh, But he's kind of being forced into it, I think. But he was the one that had the contact last season. They didn't. So he's in tight with them for some reason. Yeah, I don't don't know how he got in tight with them, but at this point, I feel like he is getting more and more scared of the Dark Army, and rightfully so. Yeah, um, but he's also still totally under their control mm-hmm. because I mean we saw them break that needle off under his fingernail. That's right. that's saying get back in line, sure, uh, or we're coming after you. That's how he takes a baseball bat like a champ. Like we don't know, but he the heat that happens every day. <laughs> oh every, yeah, every, every time he comes out of me, they they jab a needle under. So his pain threshold yeah. is just off the charts. Maybe he blocked it with his arm. Maybe <laughs> put an arm up there. Uh, so yeah, Elliot hears Mr. Robot talking to him, which surprises him. And once he snaps out of it, he tells Cisco he wants to uh, he wants the number for his Dark Army contact. And then Mr. Robot tells him that he was talking to Darlene only because Elliot shut down for a minute. Right? Sounds like he locked up, and Mr. Robot had to jump in and take over. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what's going on with Elliot, but it's not good. No, because now it seems like the delusions are happening, like when he's awake. Uh huh. Uh, it, they're not sharing. They're not sharing his body any so much as like they're they're trying to jam in at the same time, right? And I, I also like when he first sees Mister Robot or hears Mister Robot, and he goes out and he he watches Mister Robot talking to his friends. I, I was thinking, does he think this is real? Does mm-hmm. he now think that his dad is actually in this room 
And is this kind of how it all started to begin with? Was there some kind of break that... I don't know. Are we sure Elliot's not a robot? Because I I, I straight up robot because i started thinking like with mr robot saying that i feel like i'm overheating like there's a lot of like very cpu i mean that's there's a lot of very cpu and computer type of language Mm -hmm. that's employed to describe this and like the init one and it five um you know i think this is still a far-fetched theory but yeah you a a a charitable read would say well that's just computer talk that they're throwing in there right you know this is like this is the mr robot stock and trade so whatever you could also say that this lends a little bit of credence to the, uh, you know, Elliot's uh, Android theory. Yeah, I I find that really hard to believe just because of the interactions he has with yeah, other people enough. who knew sure. him as a child. Sure. Now you could say, oh, well, that's all in his head, and none of this has taken place in the past. It's mm-hmm. all taking place in the present. Right. Nobody knows him from the past. It's just his f- mental fiction he's built up. Right. Or what he's been programmed with. If he's a robot, an android. Right. But the more I the more I look at it, and the more I see these independent uh, actors kind of on the stage, like Angela mm-hmm. and Darlene doing their thing, they must be real, and they must have a history with him because they say they do. Right. Okay. So I don't think he's a robot. Maybe they're all robots. This is this is actually just a prequel to Westworld, <laughs> right? <laughs> And each each year they go in for the rescan, right? Right, like, yeah. Not every, you know, the... Well, you're a year older. What do you want? You want a tattoo this The contemporary time? New York was not selling anymore. They had to go, they had to go wild, wild west. Sure did. <laughs> uh, so White Rose meets with Philip, who tells him that they're handing over the Washington Township uh, facility to the federal government, and White Rose threatens him, and Philip presents an alternative course of action. The Chinese government could loan E-Corp the cash they need at a 0% interest rate, mind mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and that's pretty much the scene. He, you know, cackles like a, a villain and leaves the scene. Right. Uh, after a jab about time. Yeah. Yeah. I. He's got this, like, Shatner-esque uh, delivery of this rain chaos down. He takes his time delivering your cute lines. press and your watch beats. I will. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, his cadence is not particularly great for me, but I don't understand it because I feel right. like this is a conversation they've had like three times now. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this is like really, really mean at no take backsies. And I don't know. Like, well, they've been struggling. Why is each Phillip, other, right? Like, so Philip's play here is like, even if you kill me. It's not going to stop the and he's right yeah. the, the plant being take, get, taken over by the feds uh-huh. like a, a new person you won't have time to do all the machinations to keep that from happening your only play is to give me the cash myself necessary to do it right wasn't all that calculus kind of on the board for a long time I, I, again I it yeah feels... that shouldn't surprise White Rose right yeah so it makes me simultaneously think that before I guess I thought White Rose had the upper hand as far as intelligence and mm-hmm. insight and 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 whatnot uh but here it's like Philip just completely calls all of all of her bluffs and i I don't know like now is Philip the smart guy is Philip the one with the power um t- momentarily sure um in, in this moment yes he certainly wins he certainly gets the best of white Rose. Uh, and I, I don't know as much as I think this is the, the scene you're talking about when you talk about super villains. Yes. Um, I, I kind of like this scene. It's too, 
two very powerful people accustomed to being in power trying to get one over on each other. Yeah. Uh, and, and trying to be the one who's in the power position in this relationship. And I... I kind of like that. I okay. think it's an interesting scene, and it's really beautifully shot. I mean, there's this yes. overhead shot yes. of them walking down a, a gravel path that sure. and the, the, just looks amazing. The off-kilter angles and extreme yeah. stream, uh, you know, wading to, to the bottom right of the scene was... But I'm thinking, like, if you took all those camera tricks away, mm-hmm. what is this scene? I think it's it's exactly what I laid out. Two powerful people going at right, it. Right, right. So I guess the next thing is I'm 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 looking forward to seeing White Rose play something because else Phillips has won, and clearly that can't be the case. But at oh what well, point... stage two is still in play. The yeah. Femto cell. So when he, when White Rose mentions uh, Angela and how his pet project is going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going so well, uh, he's talking about her getting the independent investigation clause removed from the class action, right? Not the Femto cell. I don't think Philip knows about the Femto cell. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm not sure that he realizes the Dark Army is starting to get get inside the FBI. Okay. In the way that they are. Okay. That's fair. Um, so I, I do I agree with you, like White Rose definitely has some plays to make mm-hmm. that Philip probably isn't aware of, but for the moment, Philip yeah. has the upper hand. You know, crashing an airplane, yeah, that's that's it seems like that's a place she can't make at this point now. Yeah. Um I don't know, it's 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 interesting and I don't fully understand it and the, some of the stuff seems like almost na- naive about how it the, the treats these characters, but the, the the one thing that kind of irks me about these types of scenes is when one of them inevitably wins the moment. Uh-huh. They rub it in? Yeah. They 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 well, stick it to you like well, oh that's all the time i have and yeah then he right walks. why right, you're just take, gonna piss this person off i mean i guess but you're saying they're two powerful people accustomed to wielding power so that's what they did you know it's I like guess, i beat you now yeah. i'm gonna mount and hump you right uh because that's what i do but i thought like a lot of the specifics of a speech like he talks about i'm a mercenary when you deal with mercenary you're blah 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 and then he says okay uh, so you're a mercenary then he's like I'm going to. I'd rather see you lose than win myself. Well, then you're a oh. shitty mercenary. That's not yeah. what a mercenary does. A mercenary fights no. purely for financial gain. You've, you're not a mercenary anymore. Now you're a fucking what patriot? Yeah, you're, you're some kind of vengeful guy. Like one agent those, of chaos. Yeah, one of those uh, diamond thieves just wants to watch the world burn. That uh-huh. Alfred's always going on and on and about in Batman. I I don't know. That yeah. No, I mean this. This scene isn't perfect. I don't for play sure. fair. I play what I want. Yeah, jarts. I'm bringing them back. <laughs> oh god, I don't care how many kids they <laughs> kill. Damn children's safety. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to throw metal darts and kill things. Plus, kids these days can take a bat to the head. <laughs> That's right. No problem. We've 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 evolved them in the last thirty years <laughs> to have extremely strong skulls. Yep. It's time for the reemergence of the jart. <laughs> So in voiceover, that's over, what's at stage three. The jarts bringing jarts back for, for, that completely destroy human civilization. Yep, uh, we get we get a voiceover of Elliot explaining that everyone except the Dark Army had the same goal, and he never actually bothered to ask what the Dark Army's intentions were. And he's doing this kind of as he's hacking Jun's phone, uh, or Shun Shin. I, think I don't know Shun. how they say it. It's spelled X U N. Yep. 
Um, and the, I know the X is an SH sound, but mm-hmm. uh, so he hacks Shin's phone and Cisco's Dark Army um, contact. We we now know that's who it is. They can now listen in on the phone. So Elliot decides I'm going to meet with him and I'm going to ask about stage two to get them talking about it, and then we can figure out what's going on. Yeah, he's trying to incept the whole stage two thing. Like, oh, yeah. if I start talking about it, they'll have to talk about it. Yeah, makes sense. Then they'll open a safe and it'll be a pinwheel. <laughs> uh, so this this pwn phone. Mm-hmm. I'm Pony like, Express, this is the, phone phone. the the Pony Express phone. Is, this is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. I looked it up. It's a real product. Yeah, it's a real product. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's used for like penetration tests. Sure. And, yeah, it looks awesome. And also actually, hacking. it's yeah. like for thirteen hundred bucks. It seems like. Uh, Something you could get up to a lot of mischief with. It also seems really expensive. $1,300 for what amounts to a Nexus 5. Yeah, but man. With a bunch of software on it. Sure, sure. But I, but it also had a little hardware, like uh, some kind of Wi-Fi, intent, like, uh, Wi-Fi antenna that could interface with. I, I don't know. And plus, you know, some of that stuff, if, if you're using those kind of tools, you can probably, if you're doing penetration testing, like that stuff would pay for itself. Oh, yeah. Oodles of times over. For so. sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the name, like, good, good, just fucking grow up, people. It's a Pone Phone. What? What's wrong with the Pony Express Pone Phone? It's, it's getting, you know, with, <laughs> there's all kinds of, like, things you could do with pen, pen, penetration testing or security mm. or cyber and God help us cyber, but Pone, really? They need to add Pony Express? To the Pony Express Pin Pone Phone. Pin <laughs> That's what they needed? The deadly PPP? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Elliot says Mr. Robot aloud for the first time here. And what yeah. I think is the first time mm-hmm. he actually calls him Mr. Robot in da- front it of It brought people. Darlene up short. Right. She's like, you're doing, she did not, you're doing again. She's like, what? Yeah. I, this must be the first time he's actually mentioned Mr. Robot, right? And, loud, and Darlene's yeah. got to make that connection. The show, like, yeah, the store was the, called Mr. Robot. And the what that she said would, I think, encompass that emotion if yeah, it needed to. Definitely. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think that would pro- that probably jarred some memories loose. Yeah. And this is the scene where they, they cut focus that I was talking about earlier. Uh, at this point, I was wondering, like, is Elliot losing control of Mr. Robot? Because he's out there doing things that Elliot doesn't... Except for Mr. Robot seems to be as scared as Elliot is about the whole thing. Right. Yeah, and... In some ways, a lot worse off. Right. Because we see him, like, crash on the couch, just, I feel terrible, like, yeah. all this stuff later on. So, like, if he's lost control, I don't think it's implying that now Mr. Robot has some increased agency. I think it's, like, no. maybe the whole thing is spiraling out of control. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. It It, it is, like, a new layer to his whole psychosis you know that is interesting. Bust out the chessboard. Okay, who's he going to play against? Himself, again. But the... the oh. Mr. Right. Robot's overheating. Oh, he's tired, he might get not him. feeling well. He's distressed. Yeah, yeah. stick no, it to him. Kick no, him while he's down. He, he, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Put him in the fucking basement. Yep. Treat him to an episode of Alf. See what happens. <laughs> See how he likes it. So we go back to Angela, who takes these Washington Township files to the Nuclear Regula- Regulatory Commission. And uh, it, it seems to me like E Corp is in trouble, and Angela's getting the revenge she wanted. But no, because E Corp's fist yeah. is all the way in the innards of the United States government. Oh yeah, no matter what Which level. It's surprising considering they couldn't get the bailout money they needed. But sure, yeah, if they you know. if they have in the pocket, I mean, I guess the deputy director of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is a fair. I mean, I, I, 
is are they the hundredth most powerful person in the federal government? I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Like how how far how wide and deep is the influence of E Corp? Jesus, it's pretty pretty wide. Yeah, apparently, I don't know how deep it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess for some reason I was under the impression that this wasn't a nuclear facility. I didn't the this water treatment thing, but new information to me too. I, I thought it was a water treatment plant, but right. I don't. Now, now it must be some kind of nuclear facility, Gotta right? A be. power plant. Sure, yeah. Uh, the leak that they're talking about right. is actually like a radioactive leak, right? Um, which makes a lot of sense, given that you know these people Got died cancer, of cancer, right? Um, yeah, it it contextualized a lot of stuff for me, which I feel like I should have contextualized way earlier, right? Right. I just wasn't picking up on it, and, and I think a lot people, of people on Reddit had. Yeah, there's a lot of people theorizing because if you take that mineral, the White Rose is concerned about at the end of season two, right. one that there's like a process where you can bombard it with radiation to make this other rare earth metal, and that's kind of spawned a lot of the AI theories. So, I mean, this is all new information, but it seems like it's confirming what a lot of people are thinking is like one of the 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 well, not the AI part of it, but what's your suspicion on? What that plant is up to and why White Rose needs it so much. I don't know, but I I do feel like it's it's some kind of pro. They're, they're building some. They they need the material that's coming from that plant to build some kind of processor that's going to do something either with cryptocurrency or artificial intelligence or hmm. you know they've okay. got some feedback about how if you take all this in context with like what. Tyrell said in the first episode where he says it's like it's coming alive like that you know there's more to this hack than just encrypting the data that we let me ask you about this so white rose runs this facility uh-huh. right or or the dark army has control of it in some way e corp runs it but under the direction of dark army it's how i think is what's going what's happening okay Earlier... not even a dark army under the direction of zhang okay uh, right. Who who is? Because I, I think fi- yeah. I, but I think Philip is completely ignorant of that. Okay, could could be, and I, I think you're right about that. So earlier on, we see White Rose have a visceral. Wait, wait a second, huh? Wait, I think that oh, we boy. can conclusively prove he prove he does know that at least he's got ties to Dark Army. Why? The assassins in the FBI raid were wearing. No, they weren't wearing devil masks. Were they? They were not. Okay. Shit. Which is why we wondered if they were Dark Army, but... Okay, because I was like, if they were wearing devil masks, then then that would mean... He does connect it to White Rose, he... but maybe not necessarily to the Dark Army. Does well, he, he connect it to White to Rose? Or is that... Yeah, right. exa- that's, that's an important I guess I don't make difference. a distinction, but okay. Philip would. Philip would, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, so maybe he doesn't know yeah. that... Zhang is Zhang Zhang. That's that's connected. my that's that's how I'm leaning, but I don't have any proof either way. Okay, so this facility is run by some element of the Dark Army. Okay, White Rose, Zhang, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Rose earlier in this episode has a visceral negative reaction to the word accident. Sure, it does not believe that accidents happen. Right. Well, her facility had an accident, presumably. Is what is what they're acting like uh-huh. that caused this radiation leak? Uh, so it was a deliberate act. It makes me wonder if it was deliberate, and all of this has been part of a plan since way back in '93 or whenever it was. That's a valid way to interpret it. Another way is just that she's such a, a careful, cautious person that she just doesn't like to use the word accident because that implies 
that just some things are beyond your control. Whereas she's like, you know, no, it was a crash. There was a definite cause. Although to strengthen your argument, in 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 that case, she was the cause of the the crash. So if we take another what we would call accident that we know she's involved in, then she's probably involved. That was not a that was not a random thing either. I feel like. That that feels right somehow. No, no, but I, only because I I'm lending this idea of like ultimate mastermind to yeah. White Rose. <laughs> I don't know why because it seems like Elliot's the ultimate mastermind, right? Like with what we find out this episode, uh, yeah. stage two is his plan, but and like, neither he nor Mister Robot know about it. Yeah, which does that imply? Like, so is my my. I think our preseason cast where we were talking about this, I floated the idea that Mr. Robot and Ty- or that Mr. Robot, Elliot and Tyrell Wellick are all the same person. Right. Does this strengthen that argument? The other thing is we I can't see it. I think he's dead. The other Tyrell's thing, dead. The other thing we've talked about is the fact that like there's a lot of religious imagery about, you know, miss one, one or the other, Mr. Robot Elliot being God versus Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if they're going to Christian Trinity, you got to have a third party in there. Sure. And Tyrell Wellick would be. He's the Holy I know Spirit, all the, the arguments Ghost. against it, but it does seem like maybe if if neither Mister Robot nor Elliot know about the Stage Two plan, there right. has to be another emergent identity. Do we know that Mister Robot doesn't know about Stage Two? We don't, but he seems very confused, and you know. Like I, I've seen, ha- I've seen how he behaves when he knows something Elliot doesn't, and this isn't it, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just a side effect of him going into his meltdown. And also, like with the Init Five, like if it's just Mister, Ro- if it's just Elliot and Mister Robot uh, battling for control, that's nothing really new for this show. Sure. Init Five yeah. with the multi-user full network access implies. Maybe a change in the way the the Elliot interface is working. I don't know. Again, I don't really believe the Tyrell Wellick theory myself, but right. I just want to acknowledge that this is a little bit, you know, that that's something that would consistently fit into that theory. Yeah, and the way this show goes, I think they could do something to recontextualize certain things. Like, oh, After Mr. Pr- Robot said you shot him, and you thought you shot him because he's one of your imagination after we've know? seen the prison and we know that he's capable of staying up for like seven days right all the arguments about well how could they possibly be at you know how could he hold down a job how could he do this like how much how much sleep does elliot need when he's on a manic i i feel like right. that you know it's it's kind of all consistent mm-hmm. i don't buy it quite yet but i'm starting to come around on it okay so elliot's on the subway with another madman just banging away on this tiny keyboard. And he sees Mr. Robot in another car talking to Cisco. He tries to stop him, but he can't. He's he's shut out. And then he snaps too and takes Mr. Robot's place. And they're they're at their destination. What do you think of this scene? I'm I'm still trying to understand exactly what's going on with Elliot and Mr. Robot here. So it was confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I thought it was interesting. Okay. I didn't really like the keyboard guy. Well, you're not I, supposed to like no, him. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is I didn't like that choice. I felt it it felt silly. Oh. Like, it, it was supposed to be tense, but I was reading mm-hmm. it as, like, ridiculous. Elliot screaming, I, all that stuff worked. And, like, if there was a percussionist right. or something. But just about the look and the way the guy was acting and the fucking... It, it just didn't work for me to build the tension. It was actually bleeding the tension away. That was being effectively generated by Elliot banging on the door. 
if you didn't feel the same way, then that just might be. Uh, I mean, I me could, the chip on my shoulder. I, I can see where you might think it's silly and and kind of funny, well, like in a place where it doesn't belong. But mm-hmm. I feel like Sam Esmail sometimes does that. Mm-hmm. He he will have comedy inserted, like very very dry comedy, just inserted into places this where this is Benny Hill, though. Uh, well. <laughs> Kind of. I mean, you kind of forget that guy's there at a certain point. Mm. I mean, yeah, it flashes back to him, yeah. but you're not concerned with the keyboardist. At least I wasn't. I, I think was concerned that with I, what's I, going on with Mr. Robot. You know what? That's a good point. If they did not cut back to him after he started banging on the doors and screaming, maybe I that would have helped. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Like, like establish that why this music is happening right. and how this is feeding into his delusion, but then abandon it quickly. But, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's a nitpick. Yeah, so I I don't I still don't know what's going on with Mr. Robot and Elliot. Something's not right here, but they continue with this meeting. Uh, Mr. Robot Cisco acts get, very fucking bizarre, and Cisco given continues. every opportunity to call yep. this off because yep. I'm with the sketchball. But yep, nope, still going through. Uh, and we hear Darlene listening to Jean talk on his phone and get a text translation of it. Um, she sees a clip of her F Society tape on TV and realizes, oh, what a dummy. I left that broken tape uh, that showed my face in Susan Jacobs' house, which mm-hmm. we knew was going to come back. It sure. comes back almost immediately here. Uh, and there's a lot of like flickering lights and brownouts are starting. And it's all, you know, it, I I guess I appreciate how subtle they are with the way that the infrastructure is collapsing here. Mm-hmm. It's not just like chaos in the streets i think it'll get to that point yeah like once you lose power oh that's yeah. when shit breaks back sure like you, you can you can cold. get on allowance and all yeah. that stuff and people will be like oh well this will be back to normal soon right once people can't use their air conditioning can't uh, keep their food watch cold, their tvs play their video games can't communicate because like i don't know if you, but i haven't had a landline for over a decade things are really gonna go bad then and i'm looking forward to that stage yeah Whatever that is. Yeah. I just feel like the the delay of this collapse feels a bit artificial. Um, Right. I would have liked to have seen this stuff like in the second episode, first episode. Um, But on the other hand, I guess if we are understanding that E-Corp has been been trying to get all this going and they've been been largely succeeding and now they're just out of money and now things are starting like that, that makes a little bit more sense. And it's only been three months. It's not like it's been... Six months, a year here. Right. I mean, three months is still pushing it. I agree with you. Sure. But yeah, now now that they're out of money, big problems are, are coming up. Yeah. Except you, for now they got money again. You think so? You think uh, White Rose is going to just comply with Philip's request? I don't know. Or do you think the Chinese government will? Because ultimately it's not even up to White Rose. Isn't it? It's not it? even up to Zhang, is it? Do you think Zhang is... The, well, that's the thing. Like, Do you think Zhang is a, a shadow puppet? Uh, you know, not a puppet. Like the whatever the... Politburo or whatever the ruling council of China, they have a prime minister and a part. I'm sure, but they're also common. I don't know how that works. Right. I don't think he's at the top. I don't think he can make the decisions. I think, but him not being at he's the t- part of it, not being at the top, doesn't mean that he's not like yeah. His the, if if you look at the organizational chart, he's not at the top. But is he actually the power, the real power? Behind? I don't know. We haven't really seen like Chinese government structure there, although. Uh-huh. He he is involved in the the I guess the security right not the necessarily the finances right so I think there's people he's going to have to try to convince yeah um I don't I, you're right I don't I'm, I don't I'm have a sure. I don't have a good idea of how connected he is I mean obviously he's he's 
well connected within the hacker and, world. Yeah, and and that the tippy tops even of the power structure of of China. Right, but but that's a big ask still. Yeah, and and, and we it don't, requires approval from a lot of people. And that you, we've, we've asked about that. Like, is are we supposed to understand that the dark army controls China in the same way that E Corp essentially controls the United States in this alternate universe? Right, right. It, it must be. Right. If if we want to believe that there's any kind of um, parallel of power here between these, and that's two the men. things like I I you know someone might be tempted to send me a big long you know article about like how Chinese government structure works and like I'm probably not going to read it because I know how American government structure works and this show is not portraying it. Well, I can tell you the Minister of Security. Yeah. Isn't the guy making the, the yeah no he's not the supreme decisions. he's not the supreme emperor of you know, of, of China right and and, and, and has and, nothing to do with the finances necessarily so yeah. Just yeah. by his title, I can tell you that. Well, also Tim Cook is not the dread emperor of of United States, and this universe he probably he probably <laughs> right. would be, or someone like him. So, sure. yeah. like it's again. <laughs> Although Philip got shut down by the government here, I mean, it's not like he can just use his muscle to get everything he wants. Yeah, I mean, he got shut down financially. It's possible that Jang could get shut down financially. Right. What that buys into, like conspiracy theory, like you know. Uh, the governments can do what they they want as long and they can manipulate us, but they can't. Like there's there's only so much they can move the needle to before the people right. can rise up and vote them all out of office or whatnot. I I don't know. It's like an Overton power window. It's, yeah, kinda <laughs> sure. Or the or I guess the opposite of that, right? Like <laughs> you can't go too extreme otherwise. No, then you got the Overton roll up window, and you gotta oh, man, you gotta just crank that handle like a caveman. Uh, so. I, I don't know what else you want to talk about there. She realizes, whoops, forgot yep. the tape. Then Elliot meets with Jun and asks about stage two. Um, pretty pretty short scene here. He just gets to the point and says, hey, I want to know about stage two. He pulls a Gus Fring on him. Look at me, Zun. He does, yeah. Uh, do you, is is Zun and his devil head guys, is that cool or dumb? I mean, it's just cool or dumb. He's got as, this, these guys just hang the... out in the devil masks all the time. I feel like they did that for this meeting, but I don't know why he didn't, why Jun didn't. Like, what if every time F Society went out to do some kind of meeting, like, what if Elliot and uh, Cisco showed up in their uh, bourgeoisie massacre right. masks? Like, I mean, it's no sillier of a mask. It's just they don't wear them all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's Although the people in the streets do. People mm. in New York are wearing masks all the sure, time. Sure, sure. I don't know. I, I, it, it, it's reading a little bit silly to me. Yeah. Uh, and they censored the subtitles in this scene. Did you notice that? Uh-uh. Uh, oh, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When, with the, Yeah, they did. Yeah, when he says fuck a couple of times, they just put an F there. That's how strong the stealth big... technology is. It's not just audio, it's visual. Uh, there's, there's a big blank spot, too, and I wonder if that means they're going to add it back in for, like, DVDs or well, whatnot. Well, I've heard that the iTunes... I've heard the people in the forums say that the, if you got the iTunes season pass, mm-hmm. um, that all these F-bombs are uncensored. Okay. So I would imagine hmm. that um, no one has said, but I imagine we can get this information uh, yeah. that 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 if you're using subtitles on iTunes or Amazon or anywhere else that you bought it, that you they would be uncensored as well, right? Because yeah, else why why leave the space? Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to Angela, who's met by the deputy director Phillips, who invites her to answer a few questions in some dark back room, and she. Starts asking specifics about Angela's job, um, and Angela gets spooked, and she leaves before meeting with anyone, but 
not before getting caught on the security cameras. Sure. Uh, and also, she leaves all of her files. Yeah. With the in she our cuts and runs. See? Uh, yeah. So is the question I ask was this visit actually sinister, or did it just seem sinister because Angela's freaking out about all this? That's a fair question. Angela is definitely paranoid. Um, it felt pretty fucking sinister the way that she was promised anonymity, and then that person immediately started to tear down that wall. Right. And was asking about, you know, oh, so so which branch do you work in? Like, are you in Jersey or in you, you in New York? Which she hadn't even mentioned. She hadn't even given their, her, them her name, had she? Uh, that's actually, a good question. On my I second watch, I, I got, I'm like, wait a second. No one has actually said Angela even here. I thought maybe right. she gave her name, and I rewound it, and I watched again. Maybe... Um, I know I I should have rewound all the way to the back where she interviewed the first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because definitely this this deputy director she never uses her name. The deputy director yeah. introduces herself, but Angela doesn't make any real comment. Mm-hmm. So I, man, I and it's also very late in the like like I don't know how late in the evening, but it's nighttime when this person comes to get her. So like they've had time to maybe do some diligence mm-hmm. or do some facial recognition stuff. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I I think her read of the situation was pretty spot on. Yeah, I, I agree too. Uh I don't know what happens to her if she goes in that back room. If they just start asking questions or well, I mean, something more sinister happens. Boy Dom really lays out a sinister thing like she could do, be snatched and put in a dark cell. Right. Yeah, she may not have gotten out of that room. And she's done a dandy job of cutting off all ties to people that wouldn't care about her and ask questions. So yeah. she's prime snatch and dark sellable. Mm-hmm. So Elliot and Cisco arrive back at his house. Darlene tells Cisco that she left the busted tape at Susan's house and persuades Cisco to go back for it. Elliot flashes in and out of Mr. Robot mode while uh, turning down an offer from Darlene to crash at Cisco's place. He wants to present some normalcy. Uh-huh. to the people who may be watching him. Uh, and this is where we start seeing the power outages really really starting. Um, they, we know that they're releasing prisoners. Things are starting to fall apart. And one thing I appreciated about this scene is Cisco asked, why the hell they're using VHS tapes in the first place? Me too, buddy. Me too. Uh, we talked about the reasons why. Yeah, they're yeah. not great reasons, though. Eh. They're really not for hackers who could who have to encode these files anyway and either okay. wipe wipe digital media. Uh but yeah, I I don't know. Who's There's... the they that needs to see Elliot living a normal life? Is he under I think it's dark surveillance? Army. Is he under dark army surveillance? Is he under FBI surveillance? Is uh, he one it's of the probably 17 both. or 16 living suspects? Probably. Um it's probably dark army and the FBI. Okay. Is the they. All right. Uh and man Cisco just does every every single thing he's told. He knows it's a terrible idea. Yep. Does it anyway. He can't resist Darlene. Doesn't even have to break a needle off in his uh, fingernail. Nope. And then Dom shows up at Angela's house, eats a euro. Hero, however you want to say it. She says hero. She definitely does. Recounts a dream. Which means of, you should pronounce it wrong. I'm going to. Euro. <laughs> uh, gyro. There you go. <laughs> Recount, there you go. Recounts a dream about a sexy woman drowning her and tells Angela that she's the best chance she's got of getting out of this whole thing without having some nasty people do nasty things to her. Hmm. Uh, I Immediately, Angela opens this door. I'm just like, and then Dom walks in. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Dom, get out of my house. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I did not invite you in. As a matter sure. of fact, I was telling you, go the fuck away. Right. 
get out of here. Yeah. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want you to eat that Euro. I just want you to right. get out of here. Yeah. I don't know. And she's not in there on any kind of official capacity. No. She's fishing, so I guess she's but you know, I don't know. I don't I, know what I don't know what rights you have as a citizen if you if FBI's at your door, you say no fuck off and they just push in anyway, you know? I I mean that's illegal, certainly. Sure. Uh, but what you can actually do about it? Right, yeah. I don't know. Call the cops? <laughs> yeah, right? There's there's an off-duty FBI officer, and they will agent, and they will not they will not leave me alone. Right. I, I want a restraining order against the FBI. What'd you make of Dom's dream about the sexy woman drowning her? I don't know what to make of because it. Because I also know that she, from, from her conversation with Zhang, that we suspect that she was in a relationship with a woman and right. to the point that they were engaged and then she ran off. Mm-hmm. Is that because she got scared that this relationship was going to choke off her prospects of what whatever life she wanted to have? Like, I guess so. I imagine the FBI doesn't prevent lesbians from serving under their, on their force. I wouldn't think so. Not no. in 2016, Mm-mm. 20 years ago, sure, maybe even 15, but right. that I, I, I just wonder... It seems the the sexy woman angle seems significant with her comments about her partner before. I just don't know how to put them together. Right. Uh, I, I feel like they're they're building the foundation of something here. Are they going to have a relationship? Angela and Dom? Yeah. Do you remember Angela and Darlene making out Maybe? last season? Yeah. When they were both high as a kite? Sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, they might. How have full a of how full of gyros do you have to be before gyros? The 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 goat meat takes over and you just start making. it. <laughs> Is that what goat meat does? It to does. You? It's a natural aphrodisiac. Damn, turkeys make you sleepy. Goats make you want to fuck. Uh, pretty full of goat meat, I think. Okay, like, real full. Two three all the way up to the brain. Two three gyros worth. Yeah. Okay. I do like the touch that she brings the euro in because, to me, that says. This is a little jab at this this dating thing that story that she spun earlier, right? Because she said it was the Greek place down the road uh, that they were uh-huh. meeting at, and yeah, I think yeah. and she said, this "Oh, it's your, your favorite. favorite." How would yeah. she know that? Well, yeah. that's a jab at her. Yeah, good catch. I really like that, uh, and and I do, I guess, like the paranoia that Angela is feeling here because sure. she just had an encounter that spooked her, and and like when she says, "Who do you, who do you work for them?" Right. Like, she's just afraid that Dom is yet another uh, aspect of this mindfuck. And I don't even know that Angela understands who them is. When no, she says I don't. It. When she's, she yeah, just thinks no. it's some nebulous entity. Sure. That it's because it could be because she's all up in uh, neck deep with the F society. Like, she, right. she could be multiple thems. And that's why the, I think the paranoia angle for her actually works. Yeah. Um, th- my other question is do you buy that? that- Dom was actually tracking Angela this whole time, like even back before the Femto cell. Because she mentions how, you know, the her yeah. ex came in and the first thing out of his mouth is Angela's involved with the, the disc. You think she was actually tracking her? I mean, that's the what time? they've been fairly consistent. Like if you buy um, when the Andre fellow started, said he, he approached her, like that was way before the Femto cell. So she's like, we talked oh, about this. Like yeah, she's been on the true. FBI radar for. The fact that she was involved with the uh, all safe, and then she switched to E Corp. Like I think that's right. what triggered the 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 interest. Okay. Now whether she would actually be successfully followed up by anybody but Dom, because as we've discussed, she's the only one that doesn't have her head up her ass in the FBI. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. that. 
that also could be part of like if the director is kind of dirty like we've speculated this could also be just another layer of control that E Corp has like they've got incompetent people right. that are intentionally botching investigation so that E Corp and Dark Army can have their way or competent people who are ask, acting incompetent yeah, right? yeah 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 sure either way uh, th- I guess the one other comment I did have about this dream is Dom seems to interpret her waking up as having survived that encounter. When I think of being drowned underwater by someone and waking up from a dream, mm-hmm. I think of that as dying. Yeah. I so, think of it as exactly the opposite. And I so, I don't know if she's framing this for Angela the way yeah. that she wants Angela to perceive it or... Right. If she perceives it that way herself. And what's up with all the prophetic dreams on the show all of a sudden? Am I watching Game of Thrones or Mr. Robot now? I don't know. Uh, Are these people psychic? If they start touching, you know, beech trees, I'm out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think that... So the way I interpreted this scene, and Mm -hmm. it might not be right, but it's the way I interpreted it, is that this is a recurring nightmare that uh, Dom has. And that she's always fought tooth and nail and drowned and probably wakes up drenched in sweat or whatever and has to talk to her Amazon box until she goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. The one night that she stopped fighting is the night that she escaped and survived in her dream. In her dream, okay. In her dream, She didn't yeah. just wake up. Yeah, because I'm with you. If you wake up drowning, you, I, yeah, that's a death dream for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay. That, well, that what I didn't, I wasn't sense. actually dead. I just assumed it all worked out, you know? <laughs> right. So Cisco gets the tape from Susan's house, but he also finds someone in the living room. Whimpering, on, on the couch, crying, maybe. panting. Who's on the couch? I think it's Mobley. That was my first guess. Mobley it could also be Tyrell. Or Trenton. It does uh, it sound it sounded like a dude. Did it? I, I, and I know that's that loaded, closely. but like yeah. Trenton doesn't I, I say that saying Trenton doesn't sound like a dude. Okay. So Sure. Uh so I guess it's been a month. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that a smart place for a Mobley or a Trenton, whoever it is, of those two to hang out? It sounds like a month hurt. into this. It sounds like they're hurt, though. Right, but my question remains: Is that a smart place to be it's, if you think the FBI is going to come knocking about Susan Jacobs? Is it like hiding in plain sight? It's the last place to think to look for you. I, I, but I eventually don't, the look, look, man. No, I don't. I don't know. But if you're desperate enough, maybe I don't. I, I really don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That that little bit of info, that little discrepancy, I guess, sure. for me, makes me wonder if it's not someone other than Mobley or Trent. It sounded like... The other thing is I, be. I listened to it a couple times, and I thought it sounded like Mobley. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are running with the, the idea that it's Mobley. Yeah. Uh, well, also the whole episode is that's kind of the background mystery, and they never really fully address it. So mm-hmm. it would kind of make some nice thematic connection if it if it actually was Mobley or someone else that we're looking for, like Tyrell. I mean, because right. what other person could it be? There's no one. No one. No one else is really missing. Right. I can't. It's not accounted for. Like, if, is it Mister Robot? <laughs> to uh, Christian Slater. Oh my God. In yeah. Android form. I, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know who else it could be. Anyway, okay. uh, Darlene's listening to Jen's phone again, and Elliot's uh, meeting comes up, the topic of, of stage two, and we find out, oh my God, is Elliot's plan. Mm-hmm. Stage two is Elliot's plan. I mean, this for me, this is where shit just got real good again. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, I love this Fully twist. invested by the end of this episode. Yeah. Now, 
it makes sense because Elliot is the one that said, like, you know, we've seen him say this when he first donned the mask and the coat that, right. like, it, the first push is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they will be able to worm their way around that. You have to have another another payload or another stage to take this to. So this is entirely consistent with what we already knew. Mm-hmm. What is the head scratcher is, uh, I don't think Mr. Robot knows what this is either. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's it could, just, it could, it could turn out that Mister the Elliot confronts Mister Robot, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll tell you if you start." But it feels to me like Mister Robot's just as much in the dark, which makes me mm-hmm. open the crack of of the third persona asserting itself. Okay, right about the time right. of the season when the show, by having the black SUV open up, and mm-hmm. the fact that Tyrell's been gone for this long wants you to be asking what the fuck is going on in Tyrell. It feels like we're being set up for another reveal. Yeah. Okay. A Tyrell reveal. Well of a real I can't make it happen. No. There's no pun there. Unfortunate, because I feel like it'd be a great one if yeah, you could just sure. find it. Sure. I, if I had it's like effusion. <laughs> I'm twenty years away from making that pun work. Yep. <laughs> uh, perpetually twenty years away. Uh-huh. Uh so there is also there was someone on Reddit who who went into these different stages kind of as a cancer metaphor, which I really liked. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad uh, you brought that up. I think maybe it went kind of a step too far. Like it was it was reading maybe a little too much into it, but I really love that metaphor. It would be interesting if that was a so so let's talk about this and no one else knows. Societal cancer, which Elliot is. So trying stage to one is like you know cancer is uh, easily treatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's confined in a single system, which is what Elliot's worried about. E Corp is just going to get back on its feet, right? And the other thing is like I also think this is not all cancer. Uh, oh, like sure, like yeah. there's not everything works on like a four stage system, but I guess the, right. Uh, we're talking about lung cancer, right? And that's mm-hmm. the type of cancer. That, so this is all consistent. Stage two is where it's begun to spread into a lymph node. I think stage three is it's multiple lymph nodes. And stage four is meta- metatastic, which means it's gone into multiple systems. It's gone right. from your lungs to your bones and, and your pancreas. And, fatal. Yeah, there's so. no way to treat that. Yeah. Like your your whole, your whole your, you know, shit's, shit's on fire, yo. And it's your yeah. whole body. Um, so... I think that's a great, and it would be interesting if, like, he has a four-season run, if every right. season would map to that. So, you know, we had a localized damage to E-Corp and to the economy. Stage two is about that spreading to other related, you know, things that touch. And I don't know what that I mean, would it be. It could spread to China, honestly. Um uh, that's the next logical place for it to go. Or would it be, like, the fact that it actually brings the United States government to its knees? Yeah, because E Corp is not the same. Sure. It's you know they're related and connecting, and then stage three would be maybe then it just spreads to China. Although I like mm-hmm. the fact that it maybe this does spread the, to the, to China. What, right now, that's the the biggest connection to it. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what is a plan that's so big, and I and I suspect that Elliot is not cool with the Dark Army, what they're doing too, right? Like, like, I, I, I'm trying he to think. He doesn't understand what they're doing. No, but I'm trying to think of a plan. Well, but the some ass, like, does this third aspect and knows what the hell's going on understand? So I'm like, right. I, I'm trying to think of a, th- a scenario that is that is something that would eventually maybe bring down and bring the, his vision of the world to everybody, including Dark Army. Mm-hmm. Um, that also is something that he doesn't know about. 
Right. And there's also something Mr. Robot doesn't know about. And also something and the that Dark is Army would be okay so with. subtle and complex that White Rose and Dark Army can't see the trap door they're stepping on. Or they're all right with it. Be, Maybe but, there is no st- trap door. But, but, they know about stage two. Yeah, but I, I don't know why I think this, but I think that whatever element of Elliot is... is uh, uh, trying to 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 pull this off is not like how would he be cool with violent purges and like you know assassinating right. you know random people and I don't know how far Elliot's or Although, or all aspects true, of like Elliot he, he, is willing to go. Mister Robot was willing to threaten Romero Romero with death, right? Uh, in fact, he might like if if like the popular theory of Tyrell Wella killing Romero. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if Mr. Robot is Tyrell as well, then shit, he already did it. Yeah. So I don't know. You might be right. Maybe this Dark Elliot is actually just fully in league with the Dark Army, and season three going forward is going to be Elliot trying to walk the line between the world he wants and also shutting some of these criminal elements out of that world. Yeah. Because uh, you, you you know you're man, in. This, I don't know where we're going to leave. Elliot it seems this like season. he's heading. Yeah, it seems like heading in now. It's like he's 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 going for the devil. You don't know. Sure. You know, he's, he's he threw over the devil you know, and now he's getting in bed with this, you know, where he freely admits he doesn't understand our motivations. Yeah. Risky behavior. Sure. Uh, so Elliot walks down the street doing VO about his, his entire life being a failure from the start, and mm-hmm. there's nothing normal for him. Uh, the person Jen is talking to takes his phone and disables it, and then there's a knock at Darlene's door. She opens it, but in typical... Oh my God! So typical, Mister mm-hmm. Robot fashion. We don't see who it is. Right now, I think we can infer that there are two people at that door, based on where her eyes go. Ah, uh, it's got to be Cisco with whoever's on that couch, in my opinion. Hmm. Yes, that would make sense. That's the only thing I can think it is. It can't be law I mean, enforcement because she sat there gaping for like five, six seconds. What if it's Elliot with Mister Robot on his shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the real an android, Mr. of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, no, I think you're that. That that sounds plausible. Cisco and the the person whimpering, moaning, crying. Yeah, I could really do without the ominous like "Who's at the door?" cliffhangers. Yeah. anymore in this show. Yeah, that seems their go to move, and it's kind of annoying. At yeah, because because again, that if you're if you're, I don't understand. It seems like people don't understand the point of a cliffhanger. Right. The cliffhanger isn't to be just to keep information from the audience for no good reason. The cliffhanger is to introduce a tantalizing scenario yeah. that you struggle to fit in the context and and, I, and and it makes you want like, oh God, I can't wait to see what happens next week. Not how are oh they God, I can't wait this? to see who these fuckers are. It's like, oh my God, this 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 completely changes what I think I know about the show and I, I it, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, to me, uh, I'm on board with your definition of the cliffhanger. Uh, I can see where some people might get some enjoyment out of this, though, like speculating right. who's at the door. Sure. You know, what's in the box, that sort of thing. But but that's just like, to me, it's uninteresting, like, because on a binge, this is a, you know, hitting okay on Netflix interface, and you know right away. Right. Unless there's like two episodes of flashback. Right. Or an alpha episode in between. Who knows? Right. But... Because there, it's like you can have like you know, literally cliffhanger is you put the you put the hero. Well, literally cliffhanger is the hero's hanging off a cliff and like, oh my god, is he going to fall to his death? Is he going to manage to be saved? You don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are pretty. I think those are like, like those old Adam West Batman style cliffhangers. Those are shitty cliffhangers, right? So I think if even if you you put someone in peril, like put a gun to Elliot's head, next episode the guy puts it in his holster. That was a shitty cliffhanger. Uh-huh. 
Like a real cliffhanger should take at least an episode to extract extract yourself from. You'd think so. I don't know. Uh, but Elliot arrives home to find Joanna waiting outside his apartment, and she greets him as Ollie, which we know when he talked to her the first time in season one, uh, he, that's the name he gave her. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know what their relationship is. Yeah. It's tough to say. I mean, Ollie's, she, it turns out, it's going to be her pet name for Tyrell. That's his middle name. Oh, God. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I mean, this... Her saying Ollie could be like, oh, hey, Ollie, mm-hmm. now that I know your real name, Elliot, mm-hmm. and I'm at your house because mm-hmm. I figured it all out. Sure. Or it could be that... Actually, I think that's what it's got to be. I don't know how she even finds Elliot without knowing his real name. Yeah, I think she... Fuck yeah. I mean... I think that she's been in on this the whole time. Like I said that so? last in the preview cast. Like the way she interacted with Elliot is not someone who's meeting someone for the first time. Right. So I I'm I'm very curious about all this stuff. Hmm. Okay, me too. I'm super curious about for, it. For, if nothing else, it. I would really like to put close the door on the Joanna Tyrell mm-hmm. chapter. I don't like them as characters, whatever. Part they had to play in this mystery I wanted to be solved so they could exit stage left and I can get back to not giving a shit about them. Maybe they're just going to get deeper. Oh, well, you know, I got that to look forward to. Uh, Let me ask you this. Joanna comes to Elliot and, you know, calls him Ollie. What's she coming to him for? And and I'm my mind starts racing. Uh, Maybe these she gifts... She needs $50 a day, yo. She's got no cash. <laughs> It's true. Uh, I'm wondering if these gifts that she's been receiving haven't been coming from Elliot in prison. Because we know that I, Leon yep. said he could get Elliot anything yep. this episode. Yep. Like, whatever you need. If you need porn, granny porn, gay porn. Baby rattles will choke a... It's really mostly Six-month-old. Yeah. 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 yeah, but like rattles and music right. boxes and phones. And You're right. Maybe? I thought that was always a strong contender that, that Elliot was doing this stuff. Okay. Uh, and and we now know kind of the avenue that he could use to do that it's through mm-hmm. Leon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we kind of knew that before. But. You know, the other thing about if if this is something I'm just literally coming up with off the top of my head. If it is true that Tyrell is another aspect of Elliot's imagination, Mister Robot shooting him with a gun makes as a as attempt to control or silence him mm-hmm. makes total sense because we've seen Mister Robot do that with Elliot. Right. We sure have. It didn't do anything. Well, and he came back. But if Elliot actually, it, we saw him the after numerous attempts where when Elliot's yeah. writing his journal, the first few times was very affecting and and scary and and did you know maybe put him a little bit under his control. But yeah, like ultimately he was able to beat it. But I think it's interesting that when Mister Robot says he uses a gun and he shot him. Like we've seen Mister Robot shoot another person before, and. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a is, is a psychic self harm incident. So and Mister Robot or, that might be why you know maybe the uh, Tyrell Wellick personality isn't as dominant. So it's uh-huh. taken you know he he got shot and it's taken him months to reemerge. But I, and, and Elliot, it's possible that Elliot doesn't even know that Tyrell is a figment of his imagination. Sure, yeah. I mean, there's he it, didn't know Mister Robot was for a hell of a long time. Right. I'm still leaning way, way away from this theory because of a lot of the meetings he had with outside parties in season one. Yeah. Uh, who did not recognize him as Tyrell in any capacity. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning way away from this thing. I don't think it's true, but 
you know, if you want to indulge, sure. I'm just saying, like, the prison thing shows that you can re- you can recontextualize a hell of a lot of shit. Right. And with that and the fa- other things I know about what Elliot's already done, I- I'll put it this way. Last week, I was, like, 1%. On that theory. At beginning this cast, I was 10%. I think I'm about 25 now. Oh, <laughs> man, that's ramping up fast. Yeah, well, it's like I said, that's this, the, the, the old, if you, if you start putting together these puzzles and think about, you know, the language they used and how they used it and how we've seen that language and actions be used before, there's a hell of a lot. It, it seems a lot more compelling than, than I first thought. Okay. That's but it I, I do know that there were tons of problems with, with with who we met and timelines right. and all that stuff. Right. So assuming it's all real. Yeah. Okay, that's it for the episode. Hey, now I get to tell you about how you can support Bald Move. There's a couple ways. Uh, fun fact: uh, we don't accept eCoin, but we do accept Bitcoin. We've been and we've mm. we've been doing it for years. We were uh, kind of an early adopter in the whole Bitcoin technology. Uh, if you're if you want to check that out, you can go to support.baldmove.com. Have uh, we started accepting Ethereal? yet ethereal is that Ethereum? a new cryptocurrency i can't i can't remember what it's called yeah is that the stuff you mine from the aliens on the XCOM? i think so yeah, yeah. ethereum one use that to upgrade your your sure. station whatever it we're is, stocking up on pulse rifles and fusion mm-hmm. rifles here uh so yeah that's something you can check into or you can go to club.baldmove.com where for as little as a buck a month you can get access to a bunch of bonus content ad free feeds VIP sections on the forums. The whole pitch is on on the club.baldmove.com. And, and most it importantly, it's like you're spending less with Bitcoin, right? Because like that $12 worth of Bitcoin is like 0.00187 of a yeah. Bitcoin. So you're like, what does this even mean? On the other hand, if you kick in a whole Bitcoin, oh Christ, it's 500 something. Yeah, bucks. It's, it's like uh, roughly equivalent to an ounce of gold or something. And I'm that much. buys you one year of membership. Yeah, actually, I haven't been keeping track of what the it's pegged to the U.S. dollar of late, but it's I'm five sure something. is it okay? Yeah. Uh, again, th- that's that's not what we're here to talk about. But uh, uh, club.ballmove.com, you can go and read the pitch. Also, if you don't want any kind of ongoing commitment, another great way if you shop online on Amazon, you can use amazon.ballmove.com to get there, and it's the same great experience you got, same prices, same shipping policies, same item selection. We just get a teeny tiny cut of whatever you. Well, you, whatever you put into your cart and check out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, uh, support, or um, gosh, uh, club.baldmove.com or amazon.baldmove.com or support.baldmove.com if you want to throw us a fractional Bitcoin. Do we have any feedback? Is that a thing we do anymore? Yes, or we, we have do. have given up? We do. We have a ton of feedback. Robot.baldmove.com if you want to send us feedback or there's always a thread each week on forums.baldmove.com. First up, KP wants to present their theory about Tyrell's whereabouts. Of course, oh, we know boy. we've unlocked the code. It's really just Mr. Robot. Right. Uh, which but means I guess it's really just Elliot, which is another way of saying it's really just Darlene, which is another <laughs> way of saying it's really just a sick little boy with a snow globe. This is all happening when he hit his head, when his dad sure. pushed him out the window. He's still falling. No, this, yes, this is the last falling. two seasons he's still falling out the window. This is right. some I Inception time dilation shit. There's glass shattering yep. behind him. Yep. Uh, he's spinning. Yep. He's spinning in midair. Sure. Something, that's a twist. Every conversation has been him misinterpreting the wind rush, rushing through <laughs> his uh, ears. Uh-huh. Uh, KP says, I'm going with the mindset that he is still alive. Sorry, Jim. And the Elliot hasn't been hiding. Okay. But how could Elliot make sure Tyrell is secure and hidden someplace while being in jail, you may ask? Good well, question. Well, have we all forgotten last year's brief 
uh, first half baddie Fernando Vera. Last we saw Vera, Ellet was breaking him out of jail or prison. I always forget the difference. Mm-hmm. In the hopes of setting free his girl, Shayla. If you remember, while trying to hatch a plan to bring, spring him loose, Mr. Robot pays Elliot a visit to tell him to give up this side quest and focus on the mission at hand of the Evil Corp. Mr. Robot never had any attachment to Shayla. Those were Elliot's feelings. So when Vera ultimately killed her, it would have not have barred Mr. Robot from using Vera if need be. So I think that Mr. Robot hired Vera to hold Tyrell in the same fashion he had Shayla in the trunk of a car. It explains why Tyrell was in the trunk of the 90s dream sequence. Vera owes mm. Elliot big time for getting him out and also killing Shayla for no, really no reason. Um, is what do you think? In the trunk? Has he been in the trunk for three months? Oh, so I'm I'm being a little dismissive here uh, by saying, "Oh, has he been in the trunk three months?" Like, mm. okay, it doesn't have to be a real time thing. He could take him out of the trunk and hold him captive somewhere else. Yeah, surely. Uh, the part I do like about this is the Alf connection. This idea that this vision was not just you know randomly this guy in the trunk but it's right. literally this guy in the trunk or or it's the direct connection between Tyrell and having Vera especially like hold him it's that that kind of looser connection between like oh he associates the trunk with Vera mm. and now that That's Tyrell's in the trunk in the alf sequence maybe he maybe Vera is holding the last him. time yeah someone he had a connection with being yeah i see that right so i i do kind of like that aspect of it i still don't think it's actually what's happening here mm-hmm. i still think tyrell's dead but sure i mean it's it's an inter- interesting theory all right so here's the jaw-dropping revelation of the week and it has nothing to do with who's who and what's what rossby says um this comment relates to discussion about susan jacob's death and the timeline for this week this is last week of course Okay. Uh, I hope this isn't too inside baseball, but I have a buddy who works at USA Network, and he told me that Sam Esmail originally planned to air this episode last week and have last week's episode, which features the scene of Jacobs missing for the meeting, air this week. Oh, my God. So last week's episode of No Elliot should have come before the Elliot revealed to be in prison episode, which actually makes sense because then you have the cliffhanger of Elliot um, – we have the cliffhanger of Elliot realizing he's in prison this whole time with the extended explanation scene. Right. Coming right. Coming next. Also, it makes sense because in that other episode, which aired as 207, you have these people starting a meeting and you then can tell that like, oh, where's Susan? She's not showing up. That makes a lot more sense. I kind of like the way they revealed that particular aspect of it, but... Also, that means one of the things you might not be connected with Angela is because all of the motivations for her to take the new job and do this plan were in the episode that came after it. Like, like it, it, it seems like in this. I'll, I'll wait for other feedback to get the, the way in on this, but this, this actually muddles her story because all the formative events that were to cause her to do the change in career and the way she treats Philip the way she did happened in two oh eight. But that was supposed to be 207. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Considering this, I think it's safe to say you're right about this timeline being messed up a little bit with Darlene killing Susan happening before Angela gets promoted to risk management. A couple more emails about this. Um, Robbie said, I thought Jim's dislike of Angela's character was very interesting, and I have an idea about why. Episode 7 and 8 of Season 2 don't follow each other in a linear timeline. Um, And he... I still don't think... 
it, it still doesn't help me. I don't know why she's being such a shit to the people around her well, wait a that she loves, but okay, I'll go with it. I think this is done intentionally to make us root against Angela after episode eight to have her make a, tur- a turn in the last few episodes. Jim's anger stood out to me because I felt the opposite way watching because I noticed that she was at a 4th of July party at the bar, which would have been right after the FBI hack, but she moved to the risk management department after July 4th in episode seven. How, uh, wait, how do we know that? I just, I guess, because they were talking about the July. I mean, they they talked about a really? lot about July Fourth that last episode. You know, the FBI okay. agents were talking about it, and right. And we thought, you know, last episode was the flashback. Yeah, but it apparently shouldn't have been. It no. should have been just contemporary, and then right. you move on to after Fourth of July. Uh, they continue. I love the scenes in this episode because it gave us a glimpse into a reaction to the hacking of the FBI and confronting Darlene outside her apartment and the pain that causes her. But she ultimately gets back to her plan once she moves to the new apartment department. I think this timeline shift is done to set us up for Angela's plan to become clear and for us to ultimately be left rooting for her or at least be on her side at the end of the season. Um, I don't know because... It seems like if they just put the episodes out right, not only would the reveal of Elliot being in prison maybe made more sense and I wouldn't have been as impatient with them spooling out all this stuff since it had been a whole week, you know, two weeks in between. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I think that we're supposed to understand that some of the stuff that was going on with the old dude – was instructing and, and informing her ability to deal with, with uh, Philip hmm. Price. Okay. Because she I uses her that. sexuality to kind of judo flop him when she asks for the job. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, I would have to go back and watch both episodes in the real order to see if that actually right. improved it. Because the way I see it now is all of her motivations for what she did in 207 happened in 208. You got this egg laying a chicken situation where the cause and effect are all fucked up. Right. So I don't know. That and I don't I don't I wonder why Sam Esmail did that. Yeah, I so I guess I wish I had known this ahead of time so I could have thought maybe about the implications of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um and like what it would change. Well the other thing is that this guy's word, and I trust him that he's got a buddy who works at USA, it's his word that mm-hmm. Sam Esmail changed this up. It's not. Did it it's a matter of editing. It's a matter of public record that the events in one episode happened before the events in the other. Right, right. Um, but the fact that that might have been a late in the process game does that explain maybe why the subtitles were fucked up? Because they were really kind of rearranging the deck chairs. Huh. Yeah, maybe because you know, that we remember thinking like, wow, that's kind of you know because it might have required some actual editing. Sure. Or I doubt. I doubt they could have done any kind of reshoots at all. But no. Like, no chop, chopping up those scenes a little differently, yeah. taking some stuff out, maybe. Right. Uh, I don't know. Th- that's interesting, though. I, it has a lot of implications, but I don't know what they are because I just was presented with this. Uh, Vicky N has some other non-chronological uh, thoughts on Angela. Uh, my take on her, she has good old-fashioned daddy issues. I didn't quite understand the class mm. action lawsuit subplot, but my understanding of the scene where she was to see her father was that she was trying... To convince him to take whatever money was on the table and to drop that second piece of the lawsuit because it might not go anywhere and the company may or may not exist when it comes time for him to collect. In season one episode scenes uh, between Angela and her father, it looked like they had a pretty close relationship. Yeah. So when they met up at the store, I'm guessing his attitude toward her at job at E-Corp hurt her. And I agree they were on here since she couldn't tell him what she was really doing. She started throwing rocks at Old Yeller. Later- but why? Why can't she tell him what he's 
what she's really him. doing. Like, you either buy that or you don't. Like, I, there's no other explanation for it than she thinks that she's protecting him. But he can't protect himself. Like, I'm going to let, I'm going to tell E-Corp? you, Dad. Yeah. And if no he one doesn't... can protect him, themselves from E Corp. If they're on their, your, their radar. Then, okay, then Angela can't protect him from E-Corp either. Like, I mean, but if they have no reason to look into him as a as, as part of the conspiracy, I guess. So, right. What do you think is happening? That someone is actually following a- Angela around at this point and needs to see that she's just shit all over her father in order to believe the story? Or that she's gone to yeah, her father? Yeah, they're still cozy. Number one, they could hurt. Number one, they could hurt him. Number two, they could threaten to hurt him to you to to use that against Angela. Whereas if they threaten right. to do that now, Angela would be like, "Fine, I don't give a shit about my dad." And we know that people I, are following her, and she's under surveillance. So, well, I hope she rational. doesn't. I hope she doesn't think she can repair this relationship instantly after this whole thing is over. Because I think this relationship is fucked. Like, it could be. I don't. I, I don't, don't care know. if someone thinks they're doing it for my best interest. Being a shit to me is not going to just be smoothed over. Yeah, immediately. but it's different as a, a child and a parent. Like, maybe so. I know our personal experience does not match up with that, but of course, traditionally, it's pretty hard to alienate yourself from a parent's love. Well, I think she's done it. Eh, temporarily. I don't know. Maybe her maybe her father is a fucking narcissist piece of shit. Who knows? Uh, know. Later in the bar scene when she catches shit from her friend's dad's friend, I think this triggers her daddy issues. When she has the chance, she seeks approval and validation from a father figure using her sexuality by flirting and likely sleeping with Duck Phillips. My overall opinion of Angela is that she took this job hoping to bring down E-Corp and she woefully underestimates her abilities. Or, over, yeah, overestimates her abilities. She is trying to play the strong, smart, powerful, I-don't-take-any-bullshit woman uh, on the outside. But inside, she's evidenced by the need for those mantras. Um, she overwhelmed. She feels overwhelmed, and the more overwhelmed she feels, the more she overcompensates and the bitter she gets. I think we're going to see her hit her breaking point soon. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't know how this is supposed to warm me up to Angela at all. I She's, think you are at this point dead set against her, and there's no redeeming her. And that's fine. You get to I the am. point where like turn the other fucking cheek. If you think you're doing the right and just thing, you don't have to respond when Pete in the fucking bar right. gives you shit about sucking dick at E Corp. Right. You don't have to fucking destroy the sixty year old plumber's life. Right. Uh, you don't have to go in and destroy your fucking dad. Just cut off contact. Like there are other solutions here to her problem where she doesn't have to be an ultimate asshole. And that's why I don't like her. Uh, noted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glenn S says, uh, one last email on Angela. Uh, mm-hmm. Angela wants to crush E Corp and everything responsible for what they did to her family. Right. Now she sees those on top of E Corp are nothing special. Then she can play their game effectively and via her motivational tape. She's confident she can beat them at it. I think she sees an opening now to go even further. She's shedding the things that are weighing her down like her father and her relationships. So this is, he's really leaning into Angela is a a monster kind of thing. One thing you didn't discuss was that she wasn't into the guy until he paid for his drink with Ecoin and said that he was some sort of important CEO type. Uh, because he alluded that he has to get back to his associates. Mm-hmm. She is using what she has to learn and play powerful men uh, to put herself on the throne. For example, shutting down Price on his birthday, totally a power play. She's wrapping powerful men around her fingers. She's becoming Khaleesi. That's right, motherfuckers, dragons. Um, I don't know if I agree with that assessment of what Angel is doing, but it's hard for me to say because I'm not sure. So if you wanted to be, if you were decided to become an assassin and you were going to kill... 
I don't know, the president of go fuck yourself, Stan. Mm-hmm. And you knew your parents were dead set against you murdering people. Would you try to explain your actions or would you try to get swallow a bag of cement and get hard and divorce yourself from human attachments so you could do what you need to do? Is that a plausible motivation for Angela that she is being a bitch because she's becoming this like hard focused piece of metal that she can jab into the heart of E Corp? I mean, I guess. Why am I bothering I just, asking this from a man who just said he is like, you know, Angela's yeah, I, as, as reached a point of no return for him. Yeah. And I like, I get what she's doing on a fundamental level. She still wants revenge, but her methods yeah, are what I don't understand. Sure. Uh, Cecily, um, a frequent co-host in podcast and in life <laughs> says, you mentioned recognizing Grace Gummer as the candy striper from American horror show, show freak show. But you both will probably remember her more from The Newsroom, part one of many terrible relationships on that show. I think she plays a more serious character in The Newsroom, or maybe she's just significantly less candy-themed. Do you remember the the woman that Jim met on the campaign trail? They were both covering the same person, and they both, I think, got kicked off the bus. No. Well, that's Grace Gummer. Okay. So, uh, I remember. Yeah, I, I remembered, but... Hmm. I'm a, I've become a big Grace Gummer fan, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Kevin M. Uh, Mr. Robot is actually about an artificial intelligence takeover and Elliot's role in that. In oh, favor- boy. So he's he's got some points in favor of this theory that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got the title of the show. You got Tyrell's cryptic line at the beginning of season two during the flashback to the popcorn scene. He talks about the the uh, program that they're executing looks like it's it looking like it's coming alive. Um, so we talked about that in the the show. The use of e-currency as an apparent plot point and the general theme of control computers already have over our lives and the themes of who is master and who is a slave. Also, Elliot and Tyrell becoming gods. They are creating life, artificial intelligence. Uh, perhaps Elliot hmm. okay. is intimately acquainted already with this AI. Um, hence the Mr. Robot alter ego manifesting itself to Elliot as a memory of someone he cared for. He's the key to the whole thing after all. My personal crazy theory is that Elliot remembers what Elliot remembers is being locked in a server room and breaking the servers and waking up was actually an encounter or merger possibly forced with this AI creating the Mr. Robot construct. Hmm. White Rose and he tried to kill it like Skynet style. Ah, uh, White Rose and Philip Price are attempting to influence this new AI power through Elliot by controlling Darlene and Angela respectively. Maybe the plant they reference closing isn't a plant that makes things, intentionally misleading the audience. But if they're actually Mm -hmm. calling their AI creation a plant as opposed to the norm of AI being portrayed as human, maybe it's just a big computer plant, which would be explainable. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take the the wheel back over here. Um, (laughs) I think we're going a little bit too far with the the Android plant analogy. Uh, But this. okay. Do you buy like. Could El- so this neatly sidesteps the idea of why an android has a human family mm-hmm. and human memories if he's been somehow violently taken over by some nanovirus or some chip or some medical procedure. Which I can't. I mean, is this modern day America or not? It seems like it's. Is this supposed to be grounded in reality? Because we don't have that tech. Well, I can Just tell you it's not grounded in, my, in reality because real life's. You know, foreign policy and economic policy does not reflect at all. Right, but how much is it grounded in reality? Like, I don't know. Like, if is uh, it even close to a modern day analog? Because if it is, I mean, we're well, let me ask we're you a this. long I, way away from mind controlling people with nano machines. If 
you saw an E Corp security officer with some kind of phaser type gun, would that surprise you? Yeah. Okay, so you'd think that's a bridge too far? Definitely. So I think we're grounded in sort of a modern day uh Malou. Do you think it's not possible? Like do you think it's not possible in like the near term future science to have some sort of processor you could embed in someone's brain? Yeah. I think that's that's a long way away. Hmm. I think I guess I would buy it. Like to control was, their actions, I think it's a long way away. Well, I mean, I think maybe this could all be argued as an emergent properties of this, like and maybe that's why he had a therapist he had to go to because that's like I don't know, she doesn't seem like she's a government agent, but like that'd be a good way to keep tabs on this new creation. Mm-hmm. I don't like I said, I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I don't think this is the answer. I do think that some kind of AI I think it's more interesting that an AI Elliot created would have kind of gotten loose and um that's, you know, not infected him, but been part of an overall The best part plan. of this idea is the Tyrell saying, Oh my god, it's a lot, you know, that is interesting. That if like Elliot and since Elliot doesn't understand what phase two is, that opens the door for him to do things that he doesn't understand consciously. Like this is also this is encrypting and attacking the world's financial information, but it's also right. skynetting the world too. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't even realize that what he created and tried to destroy in that server room is an AI that, in fact, is working. And maybe the Dark Army understands it better than he does, perhaps. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, to me, like, accidentally creating some kind of artificial intelligence that could grow itself is a, is a more reasonable thing to assume than, than, like, the interfacing of humans and technology to a degree where you can control someone's actions and thoughts. Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I agree. I, I, I don't know. I, you hear about like, you know, what, what the military and the government is working on and what we know versus like, you know, what they could be like, like, so the last thing we really know is like a lot of stuff that's been, you know, revealed as like stuff back from the nineties. And like, you know, what if they're another 20, 30 years advanced beyond that? And we don't know it. I mean, I, that's a little bit conspiracy theorist bullshit, but right. Right. Uh, there's some truth to it. I, I, I'm trying to see what would my, like, yeah, a phaser weapon, like a hover car would, like, have me raising an eyebrow. But if you found that a chip was inside his head that's had some kind of emergent cyborg behavior, that would, I think, depending on how they introduced it, I think I could be cool with. Okay. Um, or it could be, like, they could also play it off like it's a delusion that missed the, like, Elliot's just being paranoid. Because that's a classic thing. Like, you know, par- like right. the, the people think they have the chips embedded in them, implants and... Like, if they do that with, like, a half season and you find out, oh, God, no, it's real, mm-hmm. like, that would get you used to the idea sure, and in yeah. an antagonistic way so that you'll... It's a toe in the water. So you'll swallow it when... Right. You have your mouth open to receive it when time comes. <laughs> right. Uh, Steph S. says, I've been thinking about Dom's character affectation that she's always sucking on a lollipop, along with the theory that she and Elliot are connected somehow or at least have similarities that are significant in some way. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Dom is chewing on morphine lollipops. What? Parenthetically, these are a real thing. What? <laughs> this happens only at Burning Man. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wanted to. There ch- are no heroin edibles anywhere but Burning Man. <laughs> right. The official currency of Burning Man is heroin lollipops. I know morphine. Sure. Whatever. Um. Yeah. It's just, all the same. Just keep it classy. Keep it the morphine. Um. And that the, she's battling a similar addiction that we saw Elliot dealing with last season. Oh, man. Um, so I don't, I've never heard of this morphine lollipops. Um, she does mm-hmm. have a lot of 
Elliot-esque behaviors. I thought even the way she greeted Darlene, or not Darlene, Angela, with her fake affected smile, like... It does seem like she does wear masks as well. It wouldn't surprise me, but oh, she wears masks for sure. I, I have no, I, I have no idea what to make of this morphine lollipop thing. I the the morphine uh, the, the lollipop is a little bit yeah. If if it's not significant in either way, it's a little bit up your up its ass, right? It's just it's a character quirk that is ridiculous. Like what the hell is this, Kojak? Yeah, right. I'm watching. Uh, I don't know about the morphine lollipops. Yeah. I think drawing similarities between Dom and Elliot is sometimes interesting, sometimes uh fool's errand, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Doug L. wants to talk about the Depeche Mode song, Walking in My Shoes, which played over some of the opening prison sequence. Hmm. Depeche Mode, of course, is known for their highly electronic sound, so they're a good fit for the show. This particular song, surprise, surprise, ties into some of the larger religious themes the show has been developing. Hmm. First, the song comes from their album Songs of Faith and Devotion, which, duh. Uh, and coincidentally, for the prison sequence, is the follow-up to their hugely successful, successful album Violator. Second, the icon- iconography for the song's music video is overtly religious, drawing from Dante's Inferno and featuring creepy bird people from the hellscape portion of the Bosch painting The Garden of Earthly Delights. Uh, most importantly, though, are, of course, the song's lyrics. Without quoting the whole thing, the singer describes himself being tempted, committing some unidentifiable but terrible sins, and being punished for them. The singer also notes, however, that he feels his intentions were pure, that he is a scapegoat, and that although he is not looking for absolution or forgiveness, before judging him, you should consider walking in his shoes. He goes on to note that in doing so, you would stumble in your footsteps to keep the same appointments that I have kept. The song thus presents a complex figure... That echoes Elliot's struggle. He has gone objectively or done objectively bad things for what he claims are good reasons, and that given the chance, we'd do the same. But the song also echoes Elliot's occasional arrogance as Mr. Robot that we couldn't keep up with him if we wanted to. It's also suggestive of Elliot's perceived persecution and paranoia that goes along with it. Um, what do you think, Jim? Okay. Plausible? I mean, at this yeah, point, I mean, like, we know I the s- songs tie into sure, what's going on in the tightly. show. Yeah. Like, like I don't... Like I said, I could have looked up Hot Carla, the book she was burning. I'm sure it was full of meaning. and like, But I'm getting to right. the point now where, like, it's it, the paintings and all that stuff are... I don't know. Because like, I was a big champion of this on Mad Men, and I don't know why I'm 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 being stiff-necked about it now. I don't know. Um, the, the, the key thing for me is I just don't know enough about it to go do this kind of research. Like if well, that, I saw a book, I'd be like, well, that's a book. Yeah. Whereas I, like I, the stuff that's more of a high tech nature, number one, it's novel. Number two, it's something I can talk with a little bit more authority on. Right. Right. So like, and, that's like, since this show's got that dimension too, maybe it feels like the old madman dimension is a bit passe. And I mean, that that's the thing. Like if I go and I, I look on Reddit where people who do understand the, the the context of these books and stuff that are that are mentioned and shown, uh, I'm not going to have any context to talk about it other than to just parrot what they say. Right. Um, and I can do that on the show, but I don't feel like it stimulates meaningful conversation. Yeah. It's more just like, well, here's some information. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's, that's valuable fine, for listeners. Because that's but, the thing is like some of this stuff is not so much for like analysis, but it's like here's information you might be interested in. Right. Right. Sometimes but it feels we're doing a show like, and hey, not just having a conversation. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. Like who, who, who the hell else is in this room? It's yeah. Like if it's not something that us two find fascinating, then why would we talk about it? But yeah, I, I'm certain that's where they're going with this. 
then we have one for Joe M from Philly. This is the last one for the week. Uh, it's kind of lengthy, and it's I'm not sure it's something everyone would be interested in, but it talks about television and the uses of fucks and whatnot. Okay. Um, and I've been debating this in the forums because you know I guess uh, you know that's that's what I do. Joe begins, as a professor that teaches in the television field, I am that nerd who gave you the ratings info on many of the shows in the past. I wanted to clarify how fuck is used on TV. This is a scholarly analysis. There's no mm, guesswork. Sparingly. Uh, and we talked about, like, you know, how to divide channels. Well, he's got all the answers for us. Basically, television shows can be lumped into three categories. Broadcast networks. Yes. Cable networks. Yes. And premium networks. Okay. Premium networks or pay cable, such as HBO, Skinamax, Showtime, mm-hmm. etc., can do basically whatever they want, or if I would say, whatever the fuck they want. Yep. No real limits are given that people are uh, are given. They're like podcasts. Yeah. That people are paying directly for it and therefore know what they're getting and there is no advertiser support. This is nothing new to you guys. Mm-hmm. Broadcast networks, such as ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CW, PBS, and other small-time local stations... This is who under is who under the thumb of the FCC. They need a license to operate because they broadcast over the airwaves. Mm-hmm. The airwaves belong to the public, and therefore the government uh, through the a- 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 FCC regulates their use. This is for radio, cellular, TV, and anyone who broadcasts over the air. It includes stuff like ownership rules and political equal time and making sure you broadcast only on your frequency and don't interfere with the signals of others and indecen- indecency stuff we are talking about. Uh, so there's seven dirty words or discussion of excrement and showing boobs and that sort of thing. Can't be done on broadcast to the face of fines and fear of the FCC. There is, however, a safe harbor provision between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. where you're okay because presumably children are asleep. How okay are you? That's I the don't... big question I have. Can I just so, do a show entirely a... consisting of fucks? He has some statements. Okay. There have been a couple of fucks on SNL. Uh, which got the cast members in hot water with the network and the viewers, but did not cause fines. Mm-hmm. Also, this is why NYPD could say shit and show ass and side boob, because it was on at 10 p.m. Oh, NYPD Blue. Okay, yeah. 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 On the non-premium cables, such as USA, FX, AMC, etc., each of these networks could theoretically say fuck as many times as they want, but are subject to the standards and practices of their own networks. Mm-hmm. Standards decisions are driven by the fact that they're advertiser-heavy, Mad advertisers will pull their accounts and revenue goes down. So it's a fine line. I never understood why Breaking Bad only got one bleeped fuck per season. But my guess is it was standards and practices for AMC and concern not just for Breaking Bad, but Walking Dead advertisers. FX, not surprisingly, is the more liberal. OJ actually had a bunch of fucks. Mm -hmm. AHS has no fucks, but contains stuff that makes the most weathered horror fans sick to their stomach. (laughs) Mr. Robot is fascinating to me in this regard because they have a ton of bleeped F-words this season. I'm surprised that USA, a Comcast network, is cool with this, but I applaud it. USA has always been a very broad network and appeals to the masses, unlike a niche network like FX. So USA couldn't uh, have a lot to lose with advertisers because so much of the revenue depends on ads. I also love the creative aspect of this because people it shows uh, because it shows that they are aware of cord cutters and they are creating for them as well. Uh, there are many who only watch it through iTunes or Netflix, and they will get the show as intended by Smail. Right. So there you go. Because I've been thinking, I, for some reason, I thought the FCC could regulate cable that they just choose and not to as a gentleman and gentleman no. woman's agreement. And apparently, this is just wrong. Yeah, that's it's good to hear that. That's kind of works how i thought it worked um because i was under the impression that broadcast was the only thing yeah where they really had any limitations the the other you know medium tier stuff uh what he calls 
Well, what, what is he called? Not the not the basic cable cable not networks. The cable cable networks. Right, not broadcast. And it makes sense. Uh, I was under the impression they were self regulated. It, it makes the sense be, based be, on because PR. they own. They don't transmit anything over public space. They right. they built like Comcast built all the coax and all that stuff. It'd be like you if, have to pay to get it. It'd be like if the government came into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and said you have to enforce fifty five mile an hour limit. Right, like. IMS big. We fucking built this fucker. Fuck off. We're racing two twenty five or whatever. Uh-huh. So I guess that that makes sense. Now, I've always had the question of like, could the cable? Could the FCC? Like, I guess they would have to be granted new powers by Congress to do that. Right. Because government can regulate whatever fuck they want if they get in, you know Congress well, to sure. yeah. approve it. But as it as it stands, yeah, my impression was the only thing they regulated was the stuff that you don't have to pay for to get the stuff that children could get access to. Without their parents, essentially, right? No, and if you're a parent that's bought brought HBO into your house, you've you know it's like the same thing. Like if you bring a pit bull, that's bad. I'm, God, I'm gonna get a fucking budget. <laughs> bad example. <laughs> if you bring any kind of animal into your house, you have to take a burden of responsibility that that thing might act unpredictably, and you got to yeah. watch your children might around shit on the it, floor, it might right. bite your might, might tear up your fr- might might scratch your kid, yeah. might bite your kid. You don't, it, but it's on you. No right. one forced you to take this animal into your, right. your your home. There aren't just dogs out there that are in your house because that's what dogs do. Right. <laughs> like, or the government issues. Like, you know, every time you know, when you're born, you, you, you get issued a dog <laughs> right. that you have to bring into your house. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas, you know, if you have a television, this stuff just comes in your – it literally just pours into your, yeah. your, your home through electromagnetic radiation. Unless you set up a Faraday cage. uh uh-huh. That's why you should. Everyone should wear tinfoil helmets they because should. what happens when they beam it right into your brain? Have you thought about that? Oh man, Elliot. And if you have a chip in your brain, then sure. it's all kinds of. Then it's bad. Just, it's you just you know you're, you you have to accept all these software updates. Whoo! There's a lot of things that yeah. Speaking of that, there's a lot of stuff to work out before we get to that singularity. Oh, like I don't want forced patches. That's understating it. Like what happens if you're driving down the road and it's like uh, you have to restart now, <laughs> right? <laughs> close all operator. Yeah. Close yeah. your um, vehicular guidance system, and uh, you will reboot in sixty seconds. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it! I knew I should have accepted the patch last night before I went to bed. Um, <laughs> right. So, if you'd like to send us some feedback on any of these things, except for the Pitbull thing, I've already fucking apologized for it, and I misspoke, <laughs> and bad idea all around, you can send it to robot at baldmove.com, or get on the forums mm-hmm. and talk about it at forums.baldmove.com. But if you want to send your Doberman, your Doberman pincher, Take it up to the government, man. Go for it. You're going to you're gonna have to get the FCC involved. You're going to have to lobby Congress. And yep. also, how do you fit a Doberman down that coax? Like, that's just... Uh, bigger coax. Or that's smaller Dobermans. Both. Like Meet mili- in the middle. Atomic-sized Dobermans. State-of-the-art security, too. Like any, any That's malicious... what they mean by man-in-the-middle attack. It's when your coax is big enough that you can fit a small Doberman down it. <laughs> I thought you was going to go with a person. Because your... oh, it'd be a no. dog in the middle. you got a dog in the middle attack. Right. That's why you should encrypt your traffic in the end. You never know what Dobermans are lurking out yep. in the pipes. Very technical issues, but it's very real nonetheless. Yep, and we're former IT professionals, so you can trust everything that we say. <laughs> Uh, All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, we'll We'll be back back, uh, for episode 10. It's not the end of the season. Next episode, we got two more. It's a double episode. This is penultimate because we got a double episode coming a week after. Right, right. And and you might be accustomed to episode 10 being the end, but it's not this season. Yep. We have 12. Going longer and stronger. Right. So we will see you for what is not the finale next week. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.